Hey, when does the show start? <laughs> okay, okay. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, there it is, a Tuesday, the 14th day of November 2023. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. There's Mickey filling in for Nelson. Good morning, Mickey. And Kyle, not on the other side of the glass. He's actually behind Mickey. It's a very interesting show to start things out here this morning. Uh, Your phone number, 916-909-0985. You can use that to get on the text machine as well. On social media, listen to the BS, and on YouTube at The Bailey Show. Of course, get the podcast, stream us anytime, anyplace, anywhere. On the Odyssey app or thebaileyshow.com. More opportunities for you to win those passes for Skid Row and Buck Cherry. We'll do that close at 8 o'clock with a round of order up. Uh, The Big Fat Bribe continues. More money in your pocket, $500. We'll tell you what song to listen for when we get back. Next segment, No Friends Giving. We started that yesterday, so for those not in the know, we'll set you up for that. We still uh, are looking for people to join us uh, for this Sunday at Bennett's Restaurant in uh, Rockland at 4.30 for some turkey dinner. The only criteria is for you is that you have to be an adult with no friends. Yes. You have to be literally Nikki D. Friendless. Friendless. And an ad, you know, super special Mario Brother added bonus. Like that lady that called yesterday. Mm-hmm. If you're banned in a city, oof, you got a spot. I mean, this woman was banned in Wheatland. Yeah, she was banned, but but we want you to come and not get us banned, though. We want to have a good time. Well, yeah, what, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is like if you if you bring some type of baggage like that, uh-huh. we have a spot for you. We do, we and, do. And the food at Bennett's is the food in general is just absolutely amazing. But this Thanksgiving Day list is is phenomenal. So. Uh, throughout the show, you can either reach out to us on the phones, 916-909-0985. We'll get you in, uh, and I'll can rem- I'll remind you you know, over the show, uh, whatnot. But also, you can also reach out to us on social media, and then we'll get you a spot there. So, let's talk about Nelson's eye for a second. Yes. So we thought Nelson, uh, for, let me go back. This weekend, actually Friday during the show, he was having eye problems. Okay, I didn't see. I didn't know that. I didn't catch that during the show. Yeah, you know, it was just like a, you know, my eye, wah, you know, he whines a lot. Mm-hmm. Wah, my eye, it's my eye, my, you know, I'm like, okay, it's your eye, dude. I get it. And then y'all go out Friday night. Yes, Friday night was when I got wind of it because he walked in and as soon as I saw him, his eye was like a little glassy, and I'm like, what's up with your eye? And he's like, oh, I just have some allergies and it's itching really bad. And I was like, no. So instead of taking care of himself, mm-hmm. Friday night, he goes out and party towns. Yes. Okay. And then Saturday, right? Saturday, Saturday. we go and see Ian Bag at the Punchline, and as I we saw Ian on Friday. Was it? So we go Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys did both Friday. Yes, we did both things on Friday. You did a party and you did the comedy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then Saturday is when it got really bad. Saturday is when it got really bad, and I think he did. He go to the doctor Saturday? No, I don't think he went until Sunday. He went. No, he did. He got. He said he got prescribed uh, drops. Okay, but I don't know how he got them. I mean, it could have been a black market thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did Saturday. He finally got up Saturday and went to the doctor and he got drops. You're right. Right, right. So he did something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he got the drops on Saturday. Like Mm -hmm. prescription drops. He thought he's ready to rock and roll. He did. All right. Sunday. Because Sunday is what it was. Sunday he told me that his eye hurt so bad that when he bent over, it felt like his eyeball was going to fall out. And that's when I told him he needed to go back to the doctor. So here's the thing. I don't know if he's got pink eye. I I mean, y'all have had pink eye, right? I never no. have. You never had pink eye. Thank no. God. Even as a kid. As a, I was a nope. clean kid. You have lice? You ever have lice? I had lice once, but it was from a kid in school. Kyle, you're shaking your head no on both. Really? High wow. five, Kyle. How, well, how do you get? You're a hat guy too. Usually, as a kid, you get lice because you're like, oh, let me put the hat on. I like your hat, and you put the hat on another kid's hat, <laughs> and the kids got lice. And you know, it's not that you're dirty; it's just that you got the other, you know, the other kid you're wearing his hat. So anyway. <laughs> What? I've never had lice or pink eye. Really? Get it, really. get it, Nikki D. Were you wearing wigs as a kid? No, I wasn't wearing wigs as a kid, but it's not very common in African-American community anyway to have lice. Lice don't like black people. They're racist. Well, I don't know about that, but we don't get lice. That was a leap. <laughs> really? No. They don't, lice don't like black I've people. I've never met one person in my life that had lice. Lice that, just loves white people. That's very interesting. I never even thought about that mm-hmm. before. Because I was going to say, if you ever get lice, you can just take your head off. Nope. Never and just put lice. a new hat on. Mm-mm. Like, you you throw that wig away. I think it's something they said with the oils or something in our hair that lice couldn't couldn't survive or something in there anyways. I don't know. So you would think you would think somebody that's smart that works in a lab would, like, get those oils so everybody could have those oils? Yeah, no. You know? I don't, <laughs> now, I don't know how you'd market it <laughs> and how you would describe it. It's like, the juices from a black person's head will get rid of your lice. So I don't. I've had pink eye, and I've I've had lice. I bring up the lice thing because they, in my world, they go hand in hand. Like you grow up as a kid, you know what goes around the school. You're getting sick. Your body is getting all the bad stuff, so it can you can grow up to be healthy and strong, you know. So you get the you get the lice, and uh, and, and your mom takes care of it, and then you know usually they just shave your head, mm-hmm. you know, to get rid of it, uh, and then you get the pink eye. And I've had the pink eye before. I've only had chicken pox. Uh, I've had I've the had chi- chicken pox. That's all I've chicken ever pox had. is a th- you're right. Chicken that would be the the yep. trinity of mm-hmm. gross, right? Yep. Okay. So so chicken pox. Yeah. Yep. Dude, and you never get it at the best. It's always at the no, worst time, right? It's horrible. All I remember is my mom lathering me down with that calamine lotion. Christina Cara- horrible. Christina Caracosta. My was my girlfriend, and uh-huh. I liked her. We were going out for a like we were. This was what grade were you in? Because you with these girlfriends, I'm telling you, you act like you're in serious relationships in the third grade. He balling at eight. <laughs> Me and Christina, I'm telling you, we were going out for so long. Seventh grade. I knew it. Yeah, seventh grade. <laughs> but she she had just given me, I, I think she, she just gave me a, a charm for my necklace at the time. But anyway, we were like, we were we were going out for two weeks. Oh, not two weeks. Yeah. And, and this was the big night <laughs> at the at the beach party, you know, and I get chicken pox. Ugh. And uh, Jeremy Eisner kisses her. Oh, and she leaves you. Yeah, and he was in eighth grade. And Dang. I couldn't do anything about it because he, he was he'd whip my ass. He was a good fighter. And so I just had to kind of take it and uh, just go about my business. Dang. Never never was able to recover from that. That's cool. That was a tough one. But that was the chicken pox. Chicken pox. Never yeah. comes at the right time. So anyway, go back to this pink eye with Nelson. I've had pink eye, and I don't remember my eye wanting to explode from my body. You know yeah, what I, I mean? don't know the feeling. I don't know what you go through when you have pink eye, but I, what I did know was your eyeball shouldn't be wanting to pop out. 
I just knew that. Yeah, he's talking about like he bends over and he's in pain, like his body's in pain. And mm-hmm. That that to, you know, look, I'm not a doctor, and his ass will shut too. But I I don't think that's I don't think that's the a pink eye thing. A pink eye is it's irritated, it itches. You could have some slight discomfort, mm-hmm. comfort, comfort, you know, with your eye, but it's not to the point where you're in agonizing pain. Exactly, sharp pains. He's like needles. Felt like needles were shooting through his eye, like just crazy stuff that I knew wasn't normal. We need to find a doctor. Oh, yeah, that's we need to we find need. Sacramento's best doctor, or even if you read WebMD, we'll take you to. <laughs> you know, so I mean, anybody that's got any information on the pink eye or what he could have, because mm. uh, I don't know what the options are. Now I do know how he got it. I'm well, I don't know for sure. I was going to say, how'd you figure that out? But I have a pretty good idea. I know how he got it. And, it, you know, we talk about the universe speaking to you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you when we get back, but this is how I got my, I'm going to tell you I got my information. Okay. Go home yesterday after the show, my mm-hmm. normal routine. I lay down and take a nap. I turn on my YouTube TV. It suggests television shows. Mm-hmm. I usually jump on the CSI or the Law and Order or the Criminal Minds. But for some reason yesterday, it suggested a show that I'd never even heard of mm-hmm. on TLC, a channel I don't even watch. And the show is called Sex Sent Me to the ER. Ooh. I was like, there's a reason why this is suggesting it to me. And I turn it on. And as soon as I turn it on within five minutes. You saw Nelson? <laughs> well, I didn't see Nelson. Oh, OK. But I saw why he's got pink eye. Oh. So it was channeling doctor information to you to me okay so it is sexual in nature Mm -hmm. and you're not going to like the answer he's not going to like the answer all right 916-909-0985 tell you what that is here also your song for the big fat bribe five hundred dollars uh in your pocket but you got to know what song to listen for so we'll give you that here in just a minute hang on show me the money all right it's 98 rocks big fat Welcome back. It's the BS, and this is the song you're listening for. If you're interested in $500, or as Nikki D would say, 500 duckies. Duckies. Jane's Addiction. Jane says, when you hear Jane, Jane there it is. Says, Boom. Have you seen when you hear that, you're going to be caller 18 to 916-909-0985. couple opportunities throughout the day here in 98 Rock. Uh, one definitely, without a doubt, with us, the BS uh, before 10 a.m. So please, please pay attention. All right. Uh, Jason and Vincent on hold. I'll get to you in a second. But I got to tell you what uh, my television was telling me yesterday mm-hmm. uh, with Nelson's pink eye. What did it tell you? He's got gonorrhea. What? Yeah, I'm telling you. In his eye? He, I, I don't know about it, if it's in his eye or how he gets it. But I'm, I turn on my TV, oh YouTube my TV, uh, and it suggested me watch this show called Sex Sent Me to the ER on TLC. I don't watch TLC, so it shouldn't even be suggested. Uh, none of that stuff. I've never watched this show before in my entire life in America. And this thing comes up and I watch it. It is <gasps> the worst produced show I've ever seen. It is horribly produced. The acting is horrible, but the stories are amazing. Like, these are real stories. Like, this woman had third-degree burns because her partner poured a melted gummy bear on her chest. Goodness gracious. And they had the actual people that this happened, and then they take them into the hospital. Uh, this guy... Got his ding-ding stuck in a doorknob while trying to have some kinky sex with his girlfriend. That's wild. There was a guy, uh, a cut, where is this, uh, I don't know if it's on this, but there was a guy, a guy and his, his, his 
wife or girlfriend having sex in a meat locker. Yeah, it's on the back. And it got so uh, kinky that he got stuck on a meat hook. Uh Uh-huh, on the back of his head. And he had to go to the ER. I mean, these were all real stories. So I turned this thing on because I'm curious. Right now I'm curious. And there was a couple, and it was a a middle-aged couple that Uh were married at one time, and uh, they got divorced. Then they got back together, and they couldn't keep their hands off. They're in the ER. They're talking to the doctor. They can't keep their hands off each other. They're just so much in love again. And her eyes all jacked, like Nelson's eye, mm-hmm. all jacked up. And uh, they're kissing and kissing, and the doctor's like, you know, I just give it a minute. Let's figure out what this is. Right. And so he gets does a blood test. He does all the tests and stuff, and he comes back, and he says, you've got gonorrhea. So while they were separated, she uh-huh. had gotten gonorrhea. Oh. And this guy now comes back in her life, and he's like, ooh, I don't know about all this. But somehow the gonorrhea caused the, the eye conjunctivitis, right? Is that what it's called? Conjunctivitis? Yeah, that's what it's called. And I just Googled, can you get gonorrhea in the eye? And it said yes. So what has Nelson been doing lately? He's been going to these dirty sites. Yep. He's been slinging to these Trudies. He has. And uh, he doesn't care if they're dirty or not. And it's been more than one. <gasps> oh, my goodness, Nelson. Trudy gave him gave him the gun. In his eye. Uh, <clears throat> Jason in Auburn. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. So you're around Nelson's age. Well, I don't know how old you. You got it. Pink, you got pink eye at what? Forty, I'm, right? I'm fifty-three. Okay, you're fifty-three. So thirteen years ago, you got it at forty. Nelson's forty-one. Mm-hmm. Not to say you can't get pink eye as an adult, but how do you know how you got it? Yeah, I never got it as a kid, but uh, I had a young daughter that had to go to Sacramento Children's Hospital, mm-hmm. and I was there overnight with her, and I decided to take a shower. And the shower head is just hanging off the wall above the toilet. It's a t- old tile room. And then next morning, I woke up with pink eye. So uh, uh, the only time in my life I ever had it. So I'm thinking, you know, people flush the toilet and the germs missed up and collect all over that shower head or something. But So here's the uh, kicker, Jason. This is what I said yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, now, I'm not trying to beat up on Nelson. These are just facts. Okay. Because I love the guy. <laughs> I really do. I, lo- I love it. the I lo- worst thing I ever experienced. It was awful. So so did it hurt like Nelson's where like you felt yeah. like there are there daggers in your eye? Bedridden for two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks. I had the, I had the film over my eyes and the ointment you put in there makes your vision just really cloudy and I, I couldn't go anywhere. So, Mickey, what are you doing for the next two weeks? No, I'm just kidding. And, uh, yeah, I remember, the, I remember the feeling of pressure when I had to bend over like he got. So. Uh, and it, so it's slowly subdued, right? It just went I'm away? Sorry? It just slowly went away? Uh, yeah, about two weeks. Yeah, and you had to take all the, the drops and stuff like that? Yep. Did yeah. you have to get yep. a shot? No, no shots, just uh, just the drops. What did you do? Like, did you put yourself in your room away from your wife and kids and all, all these people? Yeah, I was isolated, yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember the doctor saying how highly contagious it was and stay away from everyone. Mm-hmm. See? That's why we yeah. got to keep checking ourselves. <laughs> Nel- Who's around, Nelson? Yeah. Nelson was like, you know, bite yeah. my ass. I'm a super spreader. I'm going out this weekend. <laughs> my friend Ian Bag tours the country, <laughs> if not like the... I the Gonorrhea story better, you know, than the pink eye, but... Hey, look, we can't take anything off the table. No, because we don't know. He had to get a shot. That was not an option yesterday until this show spoke to me on my YouTube TV. So there's no reason that show should have popped up. So I'm I'm telling you, I love to be right. Nikki knows that. I love to be right. This this thing, I'm telling you, he needs to go get an STD check. Maybe. Maybe that's why they gave him the shot in his butt. You see what I'm saying? We thinking it's because of the eye. It's probably because he had another disease. I'm worried about it. I am. It's weird that it didn't go to the other eye because mine did right away. It went to the other eye and I had it in both. Well, you, so, I, I, I told him yesterday, I said, dude, like if you're contagious, you know, treat it like COVID. Everybody's mm-hmm. running around wearing their masks. You got to put a patch on. 
<laughs> I, go, I don't know if it's the same thing. And he says, I'm already planning on getting a patch. I'm, uh, next next time you see me, I'll have a patch on my yes. eye. Uh, all right, dude. Talk to you later. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks. Yeah. So the other thing was his hygiene, right? Mm-hmm. His nails are long, keeps the, the gross underneath. Yes, he does. And he's not the healthiest of, of people. Right. You know, so he's, you know, everything's stacked against our guy. It is. The odds are not in his favor. This is a very sad story. Uh, Vincent in Stockton, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing this morning? Good. Uh, so you're going to back that play, the pink eye, real painful, huh? Well, no, I never had the pink eye. Um, I I had some, some stringent rearing with lots of extra cleaning, so it would have been hard-pressed. But uh, I noticed that his symptoms he's complaining about uh, with the eye pressure, uh, that's not uncommon for a sinus infection and numerous other things in that area, and more severe usually for adults than children, from what I understand. I don't know if that's the increased amount of blood to build pressure uh, when you bend over mm-hmm. or, or whatnot. Um, but uh, those symptoms he's complaining about are also uh, not uh, unpresent in people who are COVID positive. So he should be double tech, double checking that through this whole process. You think he's got the COVID, huh? Because Well, I'm just saying that the symptoms don't rule it out. And, you know, with it being a free test, you can pick up. You know, it's it's yeah. really no hassle to just you, get it done. You know what I learned yesterday about uh, post-COVID is, you know, because, I mean, I had it once or twice. I don't know how many times I had it, but I had it. And so uh, Nikki and I were, were talking about this the other week about just forgetting things. Like, mm-hmm. like, and, and it's odd. And, you know, you kind of chalk it up as you're getting older or, you know, Rain I, I, I kind of chalked it up as I stopped caring to remember things. Mm-hmm. You know, I just became lazy maybe. But I read this article that they found out, scientists have found out that post-COVID, going further down, it, and, and I don't have it in front of me, but it actually screws with your brain and your memory. So they're finding more and more people are forgetting things. It's, yep. it's called brain fog. Brain that's, fog. that's what they, they teed it up as, is brain fog post-COVID. And I'm like, you know, I thought I was in the clear and if that's the after effect, you know, it's the long COVID theory, mm-hmm. right? But see, at least that's an excuse you can use. I've never had COVID, so I don't even have an excuse why I can't remember the stuff I can't remember. No. Well, no, that, telling everyone to stay home for two months gave everyone brain fog. What's that? Telling everyone to stay home for two months during the beginning <laughs> of the demic gave everyone brain fog. <laughs> that's what that's that's what I was saying is like it made us lazy, right? Because we, we got programmed to think a different way. And we got out of our routine, and that's what I was chalking mine up as, is like my body yeah. just became accustomed to being lazy. My brain did. All right. Vincent, we got to run, brother. We appreciate you listening. Thank you. Thank you much. You have a great day. You too. We'll see you. Uh, see this guy, back to this. Uh, you got to watch this show. You're going to like this show. I'm going to tap in. Sex sent me to the ER on TLC. This guy broke his penis during sex when his wife told their neighbors he was in the hospital. They all came over to pray for him. I know somebody that that happened to in actual life. Like in this life. is actual life. I know that's actual life, TV but I'm life. like, I know somebody that it happened to off TV. This woman got a vibrating, you know, mm-hmm. ding, ding, ring. Uh, well, that's dirty. I can't even say that. <laughs> Jesus. I was about to say, how are you going to spin this explanation? I was like, that got, that got worse. <laughs> I like, I usually could self-edit, but that one got worse. <laughs> this couple uh, slipped while uh, having shower sex. Then the guy fainted at the sight of his girlfriend, uh, with blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they had to take him, to, uh, both of them to the both hospital. Both of them to the ER. That's dangerous anyway. Shower sex is very dangerous. You have to be careful. You got to have those little uh, sticky things. You need to have the uh, safeguard mats <laughs> in your tub for one. This guy, oh, this is a good one. Uh, there, there's a lot of these stories of people outside and things happen to mm-hmm. them. 
there was this guy that was stung by a bunch of bees because he uh, was having sex outside. I can see that happening. So he like rattled some kind of beehive. But you want to do it because it looks cool in the movies. This is—I'm telling you, this is good. Yes, it this is a good, good. And that's how I learned about the gonorrhea. I started watching this other documentary last night because of you. So now I'm watching another cult. Which one are you watching? The uh, Commune? No, the Twin Flames. What's that? It's where they have these people convinced that they can find their true love, and so they isolate them from their families. They join this Twin Flame cult. And it's crazy. I didn't tell you to watch that. I don't even know you what didn't. Talking. I just found it, and now I'm in watching these documentaries because I want to know about people and cults. Oh, the cult theory. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch The Garden? The... I haven't watched that one yeah, yet. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. So I'll check this out, too. You want to shoot a text to Nelson, tell him to get an STD check today? Yeah, I'll let him know. Well, I mean, I don't mind him coming to work with gonorrhea. I don't think we can get it. But... We cannot get gonorrhea from him. Unless we have intercourse with him. Right. Which would be... <laughs> A whole nother conversation <laughs> that the show might need to have. I've already been falsely accused of such. Yeah, right. I don't need any more problems. One of the one of the dirty trudies falsely accused Nikki of yeah. banging Nelson. All right, first round of headlines. Two big stories from today. What do you got? I'm going to tell you why locally police need our help and where a lion was on the loose. All right, get you learned a little bit with your first round of headlines here in just a minute. Hang on. For today's top two. Now, every time I hear Nirvana, I'm going to know that Kurt Cobain had a brother. I didn't even know he had a brother. Chad Cobain. And the reason I say that is because I just got an email asking if we want to have him on the show. I guess there's this big uh, memorabilia auction happening at the Hard Rock Live in Nashville where they have some of Kurt's stuff that they'll put up. Same with Metallica, Prince, and Clapton. It's not that they just auctioned off the vandalism guitar, I think, not that long ago. And it went for a ridiculous amount of money. I didn't even know he had a brother. How did you not know that as big of a fan as you are? I know, right? You feel a little gross. You knew everything there was to know about this guy. Dirty, right? I know. Just when you thought, you just don't know, I guess. Hey. Chad Cobain. There you go. Are you going to talk to him? See, well, now gonna, you got to figure out you want to know some stuff about him. Try, huh? Yeah, I'm going to try to get him on. See, <laughs> see what he's got and how much he'll sell it for. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, first round of headlines. Thanks to our friends at Good Guys Heating and Air. GoodGuysHeatingCooling.com. Please do yourself a favor. Check out all their November promotions. GoodGuysHeatingCooling.com. Nikki D. Another day, another robbery, and police need our help. H1. Now, the amount of stolen items was estimated to be tens of thousands of dollars. When officers got to the scene, though, they were unable to find those suspects. There was a robbery that took place in Folsom at a cell phone store, and they got away with tens of thousands of dollars worth of cell phones, but they abused they uh, assaulted the workers in the store. They came in with guns. They were masked men. So police are asking if you have any details about this case, the robbers, for anybody with information to um, uh, notify Detective Justin Kane. And you can look on the Fox 40 website, and they have all the information listed there. They're describing these men as light-skinned black males in their teens. But I've looked at the pictures of these robbers, and unfortunately, I don't think these are black males. Well, here's the thing. Those pictures. Hey, dum-dums, if you're going to rob someplace, don't wear clothes that somebody close to you goes, oh, he's got that champion sweatshirt. Exactly. What an idiot. Exactly. You know, especially the one sweatshirt, which, you know, kind of sticks out a little bit when Crime Stoppers or whomever puts out a bounty on you, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody's like, I can collect a couple thousand dollars, stay anonymous, and I know that you have that sweatshirt. Guess what, big guy? You're going down. You big know? time. And one of them, he has this, these big roses on the back of his sweatshirt. That's the one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very <clears throat> noticeable. 
Very obvious. But when they went in, they went in, um, metaphorically speaking, guns a-blazing. Yes. I mean, they, they, they went in and they, 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 they punched the guy. I mean, it wasn't one of those put your hands up. Where, no. where they went in pretty violent. aggressive and violent. I mean, you're going to get caught. And is it worth it? You got some cell phones. Cool. Good for you. I don't know mm-hmm. where you're going to hawk them at, but, you know, what a bunch of idiots. Those people didn't have a chance. No, they didn't. You know, because they, they came through the back the door. Scene and they, they're okay, fortunately. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get the sheriff on. He should be joining our program tomorrow. Yeah, that's the guy that was uh, just in the news. And I'm so glad this guy came out and said this because mm-hmm. it, it, it made me think a different way. You know, I'm thinking that th- nobody's doing anything that law enforcement has their hands tied because of the ridiculous laws the state has for people stealing. Right. That's why everybody's just going in and doing their thing. Mm-hmm. But this guy comes out and speaks and he says, that's not the case. Not at all. He's and he's st- sticking up for his people. Yeah. I'm very. I'm very much pro law enforcement. So I'm glad this guy said this. He's like, look, we'll do anything and everything you want us to do, but these stores are telling us to back off because they're afraid that somebody's going to pull out their cell phones and video it and go on the internet. God forbid, you know. So they're just letting people walk out with the stuff. Yeah, and he said that he's not allowing them to tell his people how to do their job. We don't tell you how to do your job. Don't tell us how to do our job. With the exception of Safeway, he puts Safeway over mm-hmm. and says Safeway wants them in there. Safeway is wants people arrested. Wants people arrested. I want them kneecapped. Oh I, I think gosh. I think I think you should have a group of guys at every door of every until this epidemic is done. You should have baseball bats, and as they run outside the door, they take the baseball bat to their knees so they can't walk again. Handle Tanya Harding. Yeah, well, that's what I think. That's you know that'll teach you. That'll learn you a lesson. All right, second story. A lion just wants the lion. H two. Well, a town of 40,000 people just outside of Rome went into lockdown at the weekend, not because of COVID, but because of a lion that escaped from the local circus. It was a traveling circus that was going through and somebody, and this is what the the owner of the lion is saying. He's saying he double, triple checked the cages and it was fine. He thinks somebody purposely opened the cage and let the lion out. And in the video, he's just roaming through the streets and walking around the city. And I'm like sure in traffic too. Right. He's like confused <laughs> and lost. But I love lions. I would have loved to be in my car and a lion walk by. Now, I wouldn't have got out, but I would have definitely filmed. I would have thought it was great. <laughs> it's all it's all, it's all, all great until you see the old couple has no idea what's going on walking down the street. <laughs> but, no, he didn't harm anybody. Kimba was sedated and, you know, put back in the cage. But now the people in Italy are upset, and they're calling for the Ita- Italian government to ban wild animals being used in a circus. Yeah, I don't disagree. This is a video or a picture I saw, but it was like traffic backed up, and they're driving. You know, it's not backed up because the lion. They're just backed up because it was rush hour or whatever. And this lion just sitting off on the side of the road, just mm-hmm. ch- what's up, dude? <laughs> what's up, dude? What's up? No, it was so cool. Have you seen the video of the uh, you know the people that go through these different lion sanctuaries and stuff? And there was a couple that was uh, that was uh, fighting. And uh-huh. the woman gets out of the car to go over to the driver, which was her husband or uh-huh. boyfriend or whatever. And as soon as she gets out of the car and she goes over there, like a tiger or a lion or something <gasps> comes out of the woods, grabs her and pulls her. Whoa. And the husband, you, know, you quickly forget about what you were fighting when that happens. Right? <laughs> or you just let her go. <laughs> and the guy, and the guy, and you see the guy get out of his car to go chase after him. Uh-huh. And then you see him turn around real quick and run back. <laughs> He was like, I can get another wife. Yeah, he's like, I, she wasn't she wasn't worth it. She was arguing with me anyways.
told her dumbass to stay in the car. <laughs> All right. We're trying to figure out uh, if this television show, Euphoria, which I'm not familiar with. Euphoria. Euphoria. What did I say? Euphoria. Oh. <laughs> Euphoria. Yes, Euphoria. 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 Mm-hmm. You, wa- you watch Euphoria. I do watch Euphoria. All right. I'm not familiar with it, but supposedly it's cursed because of what's happened recently. So we'll uh, pair it up to some other shows that allegedly have some curses that go along with them mm-hmm. as well. 916-909-0985. You want to participate? Give us a minute here. Hang on. Appreciate you being here. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. Good morning. There's Nick D. Uh, Nelson at home with his quote-unquote pink eye. Uh, Mickey, thankfully, uh, filling in for Nelson and Kyle, uh, learning, I guess what Mickey does. So it's a, uh, it's a one big happy family in this room. <laughs> 916-909-0985. is your phone number. If you'd like to participate, just a heads up. Uh, we still have the big fat bribe song of the day to play for you. So when you hear Jane's addiction, Jane says you're going to be caller 18 so we can give you $500. Also our new friends giving is happening this Sunday at Bennett's Restaurant in Rockland at 4.30 if you can make it. And if you're an adult and you have no friends and uh, would like to have an amazing meal with some people that also don't have any friends, uh, then you could call us at any time, shoot us a text with the same number, or hit us up on social media at Listen to the BS. So what is this show um, Euphoria about? I, I, mean, I don't think I've even heard of it. Uh, oh, it's a really big deal. Zen. Zendaya. 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 Yeah, she, she's a big deal. Yeah, she's a big deal, and she's in it. And she plays this teenager that um is trying to find herself. She's on drugs. She then becomes a lesbian, and she's just going through all these different emotions of growing up as a teenager, being on drugs, and it's all started because her father died, and she kind of took a turn to the left. And the reason why the show is controversial is because people are upset about the sex scenes because these are supposed to be kids. Oh, she's a she's a kid in the show. She's not a kid in real life. Right, right. In the show, these are kids, but they have a lot of sex in this show. Oh, so pornography. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And you've been watching this. Yeah, I started watching it. What's wrong with you? What? Well, <laughs> the, I started watching it because I had been hearing a lot of people talk about it, talk about it, and then, I don't know, like a year ago, some big story or something came out where it was like a buzz, and that's all everybody was talking about. So I'm like... I have to go see what's going on with this show. So I started watching it. And now there's a curse and possibly, well, that's mm-hmm. what they say. And possibly that curse can go to you, the viewer. No, it can't go to Gotta, me. You, look what happened to Nelson. No, it has nothing to do with Bounced me. Bounced off of you and hit Nelson. Show curses happen to the people that are on the shows. So the, the death of the, what, uh, producer Kevin Turin? Yes. I saw, when I saw he passed away yesterday, I was like, oh my gosh, Euphoria is joining the ranks of the newest shows that is cursed because one of the main characters in the show, which is her drug dealer, uh, Angus Cloud, but yeah. on the show he's Fez, he passed away back in July. So he's not even going to be on season three. Right. Well, he, what did he play? Her drug? He was her drug dealer. Didn't he OD he in real life? In real life. You see what I'm saying? In the real life. He yeah. <laughs> the same thing he on was doing. On the show, a, he's a drug dealer. On the show. So I don't know. The two deaths on a show. How long has the show been on? It's been on since 2019, I think. Uh, four years, two deaths. Is that curse? It's only they only have two seasons so far. Yeah, 2019. Uh, so two seasons, two deaths. Yeah, that's curse worthy. That is. Yeah, we're only going into season three. I don't know. Like I think when you look at television shows that have curses, you need more time. You know, there there has to be a stretch. You know, like the the Poltergeist curse. You know, everybody familiar with the Poltergeist curse? You know, very much so. Okay, so the Pol- Poltergeist came out in '82. Uh, and, you know, it had all these goofy sequels and stuff, but everybody remembers the, 
little little girl, you know, mm-hmm. sitting in front of the TV and in, in, in the snow and the static. And it's funny because when you grew up in the 80s, you know, I grew up in the 80s, you know, you would watch television until that snow came on, you know, and then it was off. Uh, some parts of the country, they'd play, you know, the national anthem and have the American flag waving. And then it just, well, that's what they did, actually. It just would, they play the national anthem, American flag, and then it would go to snow. Uh, and so that was kind of creepy because we could relate to as a kid sitting in front of the TV doing that, not expecting the television to talk back to you, you know, or talk to the ghost because your house has been built on an Indian burial ground. Mm-hmm. But uh, that had all kinds of creepy things happen during filming. Joe Beth Williams having to swim among uh, real skeletons and several cast members died horrifically. I think both the girls passed away, if memory they serves, you know, at a young age, too. You know, so so that that that's the curse. Yeah, because one of them says they died of cancer at the age of twelve. Yeah, it was it was sad. Ooh. You know, and then I never heard of that. And then you got the Superman curse. What's the Superman curse? Oh, the super super again. Like, I don't know what you would consider the biggest curse for which television which show? show or I mean, I guess you can relate to anything. Movies, you can relate it to a family, uh, you can relate it to uh, artists, musicians, so on and so forth. But the Superman curse is both Christopher Reeve and Christopher Reeves, uh, the you know the first one allegedly committed suicide, uh-huh. you know from the black and white television show days. Okay, and then the second one um, got in the the, uh, the horse accident, the horse and accident, paraplegic, and paraplegic, Dang, and died after right. that. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. There's a Superman curse. See, but it was only two of them. It doesn't have to be a long period of time, and it doesn't have to be a lot of people for there to be a curse. Well, then Henry Cavill comes in, and his curse was that the show just sucked. You know, so I don't know if that accounts. You know, it's, a, it's very tough to make a good Superman. You know, I have a problem with Man of Steel, and if Nelson were here, he'd roll his eyes. Oh, my God. There I will <laughs> roll his eyes for him because I like that one. It was horrible. Are you it kidding? It was not horrible. It, t- because he's a bad guy in that one, right? No, he's not a – Superman does not snap necks. That's not what Superman's mo is. He snaps Zod's neck, you and you and you can't have Superman as a movie and not have the theme song. So he has all that power and strength, and he ain't gonna use it. No, truth, justice, okay. in the American way. I mean, he's the. <laughs> that's ours. That's not his. He's, he's not from here. Well, he's the epitome of. That's what always Superman. Superman is the epitome of truth, justice, in the American oh, way. I feel like it ruined your childhood. I can't help you with that. That's what he is. Okay. You know, he's, so. he's not a dark character that snaps necks. I'm going to agree with you because I'm not into the Except the in Superman 3 when he became an alcoholic. There you, okay, but that's, <laughs> that's okay. When, that's, no, that's not okay. That's okay. why Superman 3 didn't work. I agree. Because it was so bad, even though it did have Richard Pryor, and it was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> our gang, another big curse. You know, The Little Rascals? Oh, yes. And that was one of my favorite movies. Who was the one that got, uh, he was killed in the knife fight in the bar? He's trying to break up um, Alfalfa. I think that was Alfalfa. He was trying to break up a. Can you imagine being at a bar, sitting next to Alfalfa, and there was a bar fight that breaks out, and somebody pulls out a knife, and Alfalfa wants to stop it, and you don't stop for Alfalfa. I, I believe it's Alfalfa, the guy that played Alfalfa. I'm trying to see now. But he, uh, he, he got stabbed. Um, if memory serves. And then some, one of them got killed in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot going on on that show. What about Different Strokes? Different Strokes was 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 bad. That was another one. Drugs plaguing them. Yeah, Dana Plato, uh, Todd Bridges. Todd Bridges is still alive, though. He is, and I thought he was dead. Todd Bridges is television's Keith Richards. You know, I mean, what that guy, I mean, he'll even, I mean, like, have you ever seen him talk about it? 
he went through a rough patch. He did. He like, did. I can't remember which interview I saw him do, but yeah. But Dana Plato was the um, was the big one because of what her life became. And uh, before she passed, she you know did that interview on Howard. Yeah, and, it said and then she committed suicide. And then she committed suicide. So a lot Dang. of people you know beat Howard up for that. But uh, yeah, so that that show was plagued. So like what I was saying before is I think you need a little you need a little little time in between to have the plague. I don't know. Two two deaths, two years. I think this show is well on its way of curse being cursed. If I see another article from someone else on that show passing, it's going to be official. They uh they have a movie that's getting ready to come out about the Von Erich family. If you're not wrestling fans, the Von Erich family was a major force in professional wrestling for decades. And they ran Texas and that territory, uh, USWA, I believe it was. Anyway, so, you know, they had they had the father and they had the kids and they had the kids' kids and the kids' kids. And then they some of them eventually went to WWF at the time, WWE now. Uh, and they all the kids, with the exception, I think, of one still alive today because of either suicide or drugs or car crashes or so on and so forth. That family was cursed. Dang. That family was plagued. And even Carrie Von Erich, who when he went to the WWF, and I as a wrestling fan, I was a fan of his. Um, he was they 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 changed him into this uh, character, the Texas Tornado, Carrie Von Erich, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't really go off of the Von Erich name because that's what WWE likes to do. They like to take ownership of everything. Now it's a little bit different, but then they were like, the past didn't exist, it's just now into the future. Nobody knows any of that stuff. The internet changed that. But he had lost his, like, foot in an accident, and he was wrestling with one foot, and nobody Dang. and nobody knew. Because he had boots on. Well, yeah, because he had put, you know, whatever he needed to put into mm-hmm. the boot to keep him level. That's that's next level badass. That is. When you go in there and do that. Wrestling with one foot? And then I think he... So multiple people from the family died? Yeah, so now they have uh, the one Von Erich that's still a lot. Like, there's uh, now the younger generation, they're wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And they're actually really, really good. Uh, there's a movie that's going to be a blockbuster movie that's going to be out here soon with um, Zach Efron. Mm-hmm. And that's the movie he got, like, extremely jacked for. And it's a movie about the family. I think I saw the previews to that. I yeah. think I saw the previews to that. Be- you know, this, the story is, I mean, you can't just make a movie about Unless there's drama and some conflict, something got to be going on, right? There's a lot of because they that. exaggerate some of it, but it got to be some facts. But there, there is the curse. There is the curse within the family, you know. So, well, I mean, Whitney was cursed. Well, if we're gonna talk about families, just because her daughter died, the same way she died, you you don't think that's a curse? I don't think that's a curse. I think that's just a sad coincidence. I don't think that's a coincidence. It was that right up the street from my house, too. I know. Yeah. I, I just can't find that a coincidence. Same death, same way. That's a curse. Yeah, I don't that's know. That's the definition of a curse. Or like Bruce Lee and his son. Yeah, so the Lee curse. Uh, you don't he, think that's a curse either? I don't know. It, the, 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 the way that, that Brandon Lee died was, I don't know if it's curse because there's a lot of conspiracy theories on how he died. You know, whether it comes from the Japanese mob, you know, know, there's all these different theories because they were trying to get into Hollywood at the time uh, of Bruce Lee's day and age. And Bruce Lee was like, no. And he stood up to him and all that kind of stuff. You know, was it an unfortunate accident? Kind of like what happened on the set of Rust Mm -hmm. where they just didn't check it, Mm -hmm. you know, because when you shoot a blank, there still is stuff. 
right? They, projectile that pro- comes out. Projectile. You know, there's still a stuff. So I, I think that if you're going to have a curse, there has to be more than two incidences, possibly. So three. So, you need three or more for it to be a curse. And or. Okay. You know, there's a stretch of time that connects things together. You know what I mean? Mm. So like the. The the Whitney thing I don't I don't know if I chalk that up as a curse because oh, there's she just ain't having no more kids left for it to be a, a larger number. The Superman thing goes against the the more than two. I mean maybe there was something else that happened that you could dig deep and find, but it's the stretch of time from one production of the same concept to another with such a big character. I mean it doesn't get bigger than Superman, right? So one Superman to another Superman that to me would. You know, if I'm making up the definition mm-hmm. as we go. Because you are. You always do. Kind of chuck up the curse. The poltergeist thing, without a doubt. Yeah, that's a curse. Because the whole, mo- a lot of the whole movie's spooky creepy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And you have young people that are dying. That's just not, that's just weird. So. I'm going to have my eyes open. I'm going to see. One more euphoria story comes out. It's going to be official. Rebel Without a Cause is another one. Um all three of its main characters, actors, died young under tragic circumstances. James Dean, of course. Yeah, that's a curse. The Exorcist, Leo and Me. What the hell is Leo and Me? Canadian I don't Sitcom? Know. Michael J. Fox? <laughs> I figure it might be something you knew. <laughs> just this put it here. on there. <laughs> Leo and Me is a Canadian sitcom that aired in the early 80s. Oh, yeah, I was big in Canadian sitcoms in the early 80s when I was six. Well, it was Michael J. Fox. I know you love him, so you might have watched it. There's much mystery surrounding the show due to similar ailments <laughs> that affected me. Okay, so I don't know all the details, but if other people have what Michael J. Fox has be, you know, later on in life, now that, that would, I'd chalk that yeah, up. Yeah, it says a several people that worked on Leo and me have been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Re- okay. Mm-hmm. Four other cast members. Totally cursed. Yep. You're telling me four cast members four from that show. Four cast members from that show developed Parkinson's. Really? And it says eerily they all started to display symptoms at the same time. Okay, so that out of ever, out of all this stuff, that's <laughs> it does the one no one knows that takes the cake. That takes the cake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. That's spooky. Somebody comes to you like you're an up and coming actor, strikes over like, hey, we're thinking about rebooting Leo and me. I'm no. good. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate you. No thanks. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'll go back trying to get my commercial gigs. I, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Out of here. All right. Uh, I got a question for you, Nikki. I'm hoping you're going to side with me on this. One, because I know I'm right. Oh, okay. And two, <laughs> I'm just hoping you'll do me a solid so I can pass it on to my wife. So we're in the market for a vehicle. Ooh. And ever since we've been together, we've been together 13 years, mm-hmm. she always talks about getting this one Vehicle. Okay. And yeah. every single time I tell her, I don't tell her. I can't tell her anything. You tell her no. Well, no, I can't tell her anything, but I highly suggest and I do ways to persuade uh-huh. uh, to not get this vehicle. <laughs> and I have my reasons, so I need you. I want to hear the reason. I need you next segment to be fair with an open mind. Okay, my mind's opening to, right now. To hear the story, hear the vehicle, and hear my reasons. Okay. Okay. I'm going to be fair. Because you're coming over in like a week and a half for, for Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And this will be a good opportunity for y'all to go for a walk or something and say, you know what? <laughs> Jason's got kind of a point here. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll see. All right. Give us a minute. Hang on. Can we agree that there are cars that are, when you see them, they're like, that's a guy car. That's a girl car. Right? 
You can uh, see that? Sometimes, depending yeah. on the car. Like even ma- even brand. You mean like masculine versus feminine kind of feel? Yeah, same thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Even, even, you know, the, the people that make the cars are making the vehicles and they target it towards, right, certain genders. I would say that for like the big trucks and stuff. Okay. I'm well, always shocked when I see little ladies jump out. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, from a guy's standpoint, women in trucks, I think it's sexy. You know, you see, you see a girl in a big old truck. Like when my wife drives my truck, whew, game on. You like it? Yeah. I don't know. We used to have a monster truck that I used to have to drive back in Atlanta. That's the only big truck I like. Yeah. I liked driving, and it's just because I was so high up. So, I mean, there's different layers to this conversation. There's the first layer is that we can agree, simple, basic, that there are vehicles that are in people's minds overall, right? You know, that, that's a that's a chick car, that's a dude car, right? And then you have the next layer of, like, how do certain people look in certain cars? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have another layer of, like, oh, douchebags drive that car. Or you have the middle-aged vehicle car, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all these different layers. A vehicle can actually tell a lot about a person. I agree with that. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page so far, so good. So far, yes. So my wife needs a vehicle. Now that she's back to work and she's doing her thing, uh, we, you know, we need another vehicle at the house. Mm-hmm. So we're going out car shopping this week. And since we've been, we've been together 13 years and, you know, she's gone through probably, you know, handful of vehicles throughout that time. Not many, just a couple. And every time she goes to buy a new vehicle, she, uh, she always brings up wanting to get a Mustang, a Ford Mustang, because when she was younger, she had a Ford Mustang. Uh-huh. I don't know what she was doing when she was younger, having a Ford Mustang. Right. So to me, a Ford Mustang. Nice car. Mm-hmm. You know, not a bad car. Mm-hmm. I like my, you know, and I know it's a community. It's a certain group of people and stuff. I just don't think it's practical, one. And two, it's not a it's not a lady car. A Mustang's is absolutely a lady car. I don't know how you came up with that. I will never forget my roommate had this candy red Mustang, and it was so cute, and she looked so good in that car. And I really, my mind's open. I wanted to agree with you, but uh, no, this is definitely... A chick car, and I will support her with the Mustang yeah, for sure. So you're not Especially gonna... if it's a convertible. Oh, absolutely. In California, absolutely. And what color does she want? No, I don't know that part. Yeah, I'm sure she probably I... wants like a candy apple red or something cute, maybe a white one. Like that's totally a chick car. But... Why do you think a Mustang isn't a chick car? Uh, it's it's just to me, it's not. She's not going to get the orange one with the black stripe going down the front. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't want that. Uh... Okay, well, I guess you're not going to help me out on this. No, one. unfortunately, I cannot. Not with this. Not with a Mustang. I would. How about a Mustang. would you? Would you at least give me? It's not practical. But why is it's it not practical? conducive to our family? Yes, it is. It's only you and her. Your daughter's getting ready to be gone. Yeah. You have no small children. That, that, Nobody that, has to sit in the back seat. That's where you are incorrect. How am I incorrect? That's dogs. where you. Thank you very much. Five dogs. No, it's practical because you have a truck. Thank so you. you, she has her car. You have your truck. If y'all have to do something with all those dogs, throw them in the truck, roll out. So here's here's the mindset. I'm like, okay, so you know, new to town, we've got a lot of exploring to do, mm-hmm. and of course we can take the truck. But of course, it you know it, it would make a lot more sense if we get one of those kind of three row SUV type of deals, and we could just put the back down so all the dogs can lay in the back. And then we can put, or we can lay it down so the dogs can lay and also have room for luggage. Because in my truck, you put the luggage and stuff in the back in the bed. You can't put uh-huh. the dogs in the bed. You could put the dogs in the bed. No, we are no, not those people. <laughs> we do not put dogs in the back of a truck bed. You have little horrible. dogs. Horrible. They'll that. lay down back no, there. No, they and will chill. not. That is horrible. 
So you got to put the luggage back there, and then you've got all these dogs, you know, stacked up on the back seat, which you know it's 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 not it's it's not conducive. It's not doesn't make much sense. So it's like, why don't we get a vehicle? You can. It's like there's nothing wrong. There's no nothing wrong with getting a minivan. I mean, that I was is say, a minivan. Van? That no. is that is you know you're she's not a soccer mom. So My get that out of your head. Is too sassy for a minivan. These things have come a long way over the years. You get some running boards. You get some nice interior. It's got all the high tech stuff inside. They have cool. I mean, it's like a it's like a house on wheels. Oh, I get it. You want her to look very unattractive as I she's was driving right around. That's your angle here. You want thing. a man to glance over and be like, "Huh, she probably has bunches of kids in that minivan." Yeah, no. No. Why would no. I? Why would I want my wife? My first of all, it's impossible no. for my wife to look unattractive. No, you want her in a minivan. My girl is sassy and classy and cute. She does not belong in a minivan. She doesn't need a minivan just because you have five dogs. Um, Mustang. I'm with her on this one. I'm look, sorry. I wanted to back your play. I did, but I can't with this. Well, can we work out a different vehicle? Can okay, we? Well, not a minivan. You got to give me something better than that. Okay. Well, I mean, at least if you were going to say like, oh, I want to get her a brand new Tahoe or Tahoe or something. Okay. I might be like, girl, you'll look cute in that. Not a minivan. See, that's what that's well, that's what we're kind of looking at, like a Suburban, a Tahoe or something. Not a Suburban. That's too big. Okay. Too big. That's too big. All right. Travis in Placerville. Good morning, Travis. Good morning, guys. Yeah. So uh, whose side are you on on this one? You know what? I always take your side, but I have to let you know, back in the day when they started putting out Mustangs, they were uh, marketed as grocery getters, and it's definitely a guy or a girl's car. It, it, it can definitely fit your wife. You're talking about old school 60s, 50s, whatever. Those sweet Mustangs, they were marketed towards women back then? They were. They were uh, marketed towards women to go to the store, pick up the uh, daily haul, and bring it home. Well, you know what? I thank God uh, males have taken over that brand. <laughs> And now, you know, listen to me out, you know, because we live in a world that it should not be that gender specific. So they made it gender specific. But those guys, you know, were like, we want a piece of that. Of course. And you we've do. taken it over. So you put a you, stripe down. You really come across very masculine, too. So it's hard to see women in them. But at the same time, with uh, what? Uh, Miss Mickey D said, yeah. they also look pretty darn good in them. I, mm-hmm. I got to tell you, look, and this is no shot to Ford or no shot to the Mustangs. And this is just my own personal opinion. Uh-huh. I think women that drive Mustangs look kind of trashy. No, they do not. I really do. They I, look sexy. I, I think. Kind of like a biker chick. You know? No, it There's doesn't. Like biker biker chicks are sexy. Like, I, it's something about <laughs> women. And it's like, it's like that mid-range sports car. It's that Charger it's that Camaro. It's like you you couldn't quite get the the Porsche or the Ferrari, so you settled for the Mustang, and it's just I don't know. It's just trashy to me. Oh, that is horrible for you to say that. No, that is not. Oh, they you don't, don't look so, trashy. You're trying to tell me there's not a car a guy drives that he doesn't look trashy in. No, I tell you, a, a, a car a guy drives that he may look a little squished up in. That's those little bugs and beetles. When I see men in those yeah. cars, I'm like, golly, I know you're uncomfortable. Okay, a guy in a bug or a beetle. Yeah. You don't look at that guy and go, oh, he's probably got an MMA fight Friday night. No, I look at him and think he probably has somebody locked up in his basement. Okay, oh. so there you go. <laughs> That's what you're, I think. You're no different than me. <laughs> well, I am different than you. I don't think people look trashy in Mustangs. I think men looks weird. Oh, and, no, but you just bugs. think they're serial killers. Yes, oh, so I do. that's so much better. Sorry, <laughs> my do. bad. My bad. My bad. You're, you're correct. I stand corrected. Sorry. You're so yep. much better than me right now. 
All right, Travis. Appreciate you listening. Jim, go ahead, please. All right. First, you're both right and you're both wrong. My wife owns a uh, 2017 Mustang 5-liter GT, white convertible black top. She does not look trashy. Mm. Now, if we're talking about apples, apples, oranges, oranges, whatever, we're talking Miatas and Volkswagen Bugs, Tiguans, stuff like that. That's all chick stuff. Uh, Jim, if you could redo it and suggest strongly to your wife not to get the Mustang, would you have had her got, got would you have pushed her into a different vehicle? No, I found that Mustang specifically for her because she's always wanted a uh, convertible. Damn it, Jim. Mm-hmm. Why am I taking hey, phone Bailey, calls like this? I'm saying you're right and you're and you're both right and you're both wrong. I got now, you. Now, yeah. I was in the car business for 20-something years. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mustangs, you get that 5-liter GT, uh, six-speed, Mm-hmm. With the uh, rumble packs, I mean, the, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, that's all male. You get the Shelby or the uh, the Celines and all that. That's all strictly male-dominated, good old grade A American muscle. Mm-hmm. It's the little Japanese uh, rice-burning Miatas, mm-hmm. uh, Honda Civic Del Sols, the Toyota Celicas. Those are all. The Honda Preludes, those are all the cars that are aimed at women. Back in the, uh, back in, I, I got to let you go, Jim. I appreciate you. But back in the uh, ni- 90s, it was the Mitsubishi Eclipse. Yes, that's what I wanted so bad. And the Honda C, right? Oh, I wanted that car so bad. White Mitsubishi Eclipse. White, that's the exact color S- I wanted. Screamed. Ah! It screamed, woman. <gasps> You know, uh, it screamed chicka doo doo I begged my dad for that car that, so bad. The Suzuki Samurai White. That's uh, Volkswagen uh, Rabbit, white convertible, scream chick. Yeah, the, the Nissans, the Altimus. Uh, Honda CRV hatchback. Those are chick cars. Scream chick, right? <laughs> so that's what that was my point is that to me, the Mustang is a muscle. It's supposed to like the 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 bones is a muscle car, right? The story is a muscle car. Women shouldn't be in that. Yeah, but for an everyday have a, purpose, a new like, need for speed. You know, I mean, I'm just saying it's not practical. I'm not trying to say forever and ever, or you can't drive it around. I'm just saying, you know, it's not it's not conducive. So hopefully, we're gonna go look at minivans today. I doubt that. There's a place called uh, Minivan USA in <laughs> Roseville. <laughs> she's not gonna let you put her in a minivan. I know she's not gonna do that. <laughs> My buddy had one in high school, and it was the best van. We put like 15 dudes in that thing. It was it was a party on wheels, man. I bet. All right, second round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to give you an update on the White House cocaine, and <laughs> if you, I'm going to tell you for if you're going to be able to get a Christmas tree this year. All right, two big stories from today. Get your second round of headlines here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all Here we go. Second round of headlines. Thanks to good guys. Heating and air. 530. Good air. Nikki D. Photos have been revealed of the White House cocaine. H3. A suspicious substance found at the White House determined to be cocaine. Cocaine. This took place back in July. Uh, We found out that cocaine was located in the White House. And for some reason, they were never able to find out who this cocaine belonged to. Well, the DailyMail.com for the first time has revealed photos of this cocaine and what it actually looked like in the White House. A little baggy. A little baggy in like this little locker thing. A little baggy in a locker. Mm -hmm. So this, they were trying to say that they think it fell out of somebody's pocket. 
it wouldn't fall out of your pocket inside of a, a cubby hole. Like what went in there? That's what I want to know. Unless you had a change of clothes, like you were going to, the, like if you're going to the gym, you know, and you had the coke in your pocket, which I, you know, I right. don't know. I've never carried cocaine, so yeah, I don't know right. how y'all carry it. But you know, if if you had like your gym shorts, and, uh-huh. and you know, I can't work out without my cocaine, and you put your gym shorts in there and it falls out. Yeah, but that bag looked massive. Number one and number two, if that's the case. You know who works there. Like, who uses those lockers is what I'm saying. Oh, how, I agree. How, how can they say they have no idea where it came from? Oh, they do. Uh, there's no way. If, if you're trying to tell me that there's not one angle of the White House that's not under surveillance, we've got a bigger problem, right? I mean, like, there's you should not be able to walk anywhere in the White House, including the, you know, the bedrooms, you know, like, that's just, sorry, that's, that's just where it's at. You need to have, you need to have uh, cameras everywhere. You need to know what's going on. I didn't think it was that big. Actually, I was surprised it was that small, to be honest with you. I thought it looked really big to me. Let me pull this picture back up and show you how it looked on my end. That, that bag looked. But I mean, I guess, I guess you kind of have to be, you know, you'd be naive to think that with all the people that go in and out of the White House, somebody's taking, somebody's doing coke. Right. I mean, like somebody's smoking weed, somebody's watching porn, you know. Yeah. See, that's it's uh, what that's an inch. It's an inch baggy, a little over an inch and a half. OK, maybe just a picture they because they blew it up. I mean, to me, just looking at the space around the cubby hole in that bag, like it's not one of the little small, like, I guess, nickel or dime bags that people put like weed and stuff in. Like this bag is pretty long in this in the space that it's in. So it's like. How can you not know where that came from? I always thought it would be a, a fun bit, especially like a YouTube bit, to just go around to random people and ask them to empty their pockets just to see what they have. You know, it's an old radio bit. You're doing an appearance and you ask people for silly things like women in purses and stuff like that. You've got a dollar bill with the numbers 98.5. You know, you get a prize, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But, you know, to find out what people have in their pockets, you know, just on any given day, you go into a Safeway or something, there's probably somebody in that store that's got a bag of cocaine in their pocket. Guess so. You know, they've got you know, definitely you got weed, but you know what I'm saying? They've got weird things. People carry weird things with them. I just I just feel like if I use drugs, I wouldn't carry them around in my pocket. Like <laughs> I'd be sneaking and doing it at home. Well, you you gotta get a quick bump between meetings. No way. At the White House. I wouldn't have the nerve. Yeah. All right, second story. No tree, no problem. H four. Uh, first trailer load of trees would come in. These bins would be full with trees, various sizes, and you can see there are no trees here. No trees. So there's a report making rounds online about a Christmas tree farm closing several different locations around the U.S. due to lack of inventory. They said because of drought, climate change, wildflower wildflowers wildfires and just needing time for the trees to regrow because it could take these trees anywhere from 10 years or longer to grow that there was going to be a christmas tree shortage well now it's being said that that's not true there are a few farms like this guy in the clip who they did have to close down because they're having a shortage but they said regardless of where you stay in the country if where you normally go for a tree they're out they said you should be able to go somewhere else and get a christmas tree i miss having a real tree it was so messy uh you know what's so this house that we got here in Roseville, right? So mm-hmm. when we moved, you know, my wife and I, we, we she she put up the Christmas our Christmas tree this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got busy next couple weekends, so she's she put up the Christmas tree. We got a fake tree, and it fit perfect in her old house. It was mm-hmm. tall and skinny. And we had really high ceilings and stuff. So where we put had to put where we had to put this tree in this new house. We're, it's in your front foyer area. No, it's right behind it. So it's like right by the dining room. So where the ceiling is lower. And now we're going to have a problem putting our angel up there. 
So we're gonna have to figure this out. Like, do we cut it? What do we do? Because we're not, you know, like we we have to we take the ceiling out before we we didn't put our angel up because mm-hmm. it, it has a lot of significance to us. So when I looked around this house and I'm going, you know what? Maybe California doesn't like Christmas because this house is not built for a Christmas tree. <laughs> like I look around and you know because normally you put the Christmas tree in what the living room. Right? Yes. Okay, so when you're opening or your up, dining room area. Right, so when you're opening up prizes, mm-hmm. you got places to sit and whatnot, and you get it in this house. And I looked around the living room, and I'm like, there's nowhere to put it. No, not in your living room, nowhere. No, I mean, it doesn't matter how you tee up that living room and nope. rearrange. There is nowhere to put a Christmas tree. Nope, you have a built-in shelf, and then your island to the kitchen's right there. Then you have another built-in workspace. There's nowhere in your living room for a tree. Unless you just have a chair. Like, like no no sofa no nothing you oh, just, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. have a and you put it in the corner so then we we go to the next room the dining room mm-hmm. you know and that's where we put it but you can't put it by the table you got to put it in the, there's a little nook a little corner yes it's not built for a good sized tree I thought you were gonna put it in the front foyer well we're, now we're thinking about getting another one and putting it out in front because oh, okay. that's the other problem you can't see it from the road no. That's the best part when you're driving through the neighborhoods during Christmas time. You see people's Christmas trees on. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Me too. You know? know, Somebody up the street. Put you in the spirit. Put you in the spirit. When are you putting your lights up? On the house? Yeah. Um, You trying to find a light person? Yeah. (laughs) You need a guy. (laughs) I forgot. I forgot how how much it sucks not having a guy for everything. (laughs) I've been talking to a guy, but he's, he's he's a busy guy. So. All right, uh, Order Up is the game. If you want in, Skid Row, the Gang's All Here Tour. Special guest Buck Cherry. This is a great ticket. Uh, December 16th at the Hard Rock Live, courtesy of Live Nation. Those are the tickets. Those are the passes I've got for you. I need two players to play Order Up. What we do is we give you a piece of audio. Within that audio, three pieces of audio labeled A, B, and C. I'll give you the category. With the help from the one and only Nikki D, you have to order them up oldest to newest. 916-909-0985. 916-909-0985. Again, 916-909-0985. Need some players, and we'll do order up here next. Hang on. They can't spell the word chronological, but they're pretty sure it means to put stuff in order according to year. They're not in the right order. Get this in order. Think you can do that? Let's find out. Because it's time to play Order Up. Because it's time to play Oh, he's got a stuttering problem. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) Uh, Welcome back. It's the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. Nelson at home with the alleged pink eye. We think it's gonorrhea. I told him that you said to get a test. He said he doesn't have an STD. Well, he said he didn't have pink eye either. He did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mickey's filling in. We appreciate that. Kyle on the other side of the glass. Let's do a round of order up. Uh, we've got Chris in Roseville. How are you, Christopher? I'm doing well, thank you. Good, 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 good. There's Morgan in Valley Springs. How are you, Morgan? I'm doing good, thank you. All right, look, uh, this is the ticket up for grabs. Skid Row, Buck Cherry, December 16th, Hard Rock Live. One of y'all is going to win it, the other's not. So that means one's going to be happy and the other's not. Uh, the game is called Order Up. I'll give you the category, play you a piece of audio. Within that audio, three pieces of audio labeled A, B, and C. You, with the help of the lovely Nikki D, have to order them up oldest to newest. Do we all understand the rules? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, uh, your competition gets to steal. Mickey, are you ready for the first one? It is We're ready. category Famous Court Cases. This is for mm. Christopher and Nikki D, famous court cases. All right, here we go. A1. A. 
You've got other people now that don't believe anything they're told because when you get lied to by an authoritarian government and media over and over again, you don't know what's true anymore and it creates a form of group psychosis. <laughs> Heidi Glenn, police matter number W3 on the court's calendar. Well, it's no different than any other kind of a, a prostitution situation. If you're going to pick up some girl up on Hollywood Boulevard. See. Sometimes I think this is a nightmare and it didn't happen, and then I realized that it did. It was the first time Amy had seen Mary Jo Buttafuoco since the day she sauntered up to the Long Island housewife's home and put a bullet in her head. <laughs> the uncomfortable edit. Uh, famous court case. Sorry, about 30 seconds, Chris, Nikki D. Order them up. Oldest to newest. All right, Chris. Um, A, were you clear on what that was? I got that. They were, somebody was telling a lot of lies. Oh, I can't believe you don't know what that is. I didn't know. You have no idea? All right. So we're going to say that was lies in the courtroom. And then B, there was a prostitute trial. Do you know a prostitute that was on trial? Wow. Uh, you got me on that one, too. Just ask him if he knows any of them. I mean, definitely Stop going not. through all of them. I'm like, jeesh. All right, and Judge then C. Walker? I don't know. Yeah, no. And then C was um, Amy. She was on trial. Amy. I don't remember what she was on trial Amy. for. Love you. Amy. So we're just going to have to guess at this one. And the only one I, I think I'm clear on is Amy. I right, need an answer. I would say C-A-B. C-A-B, Chris. You want to go with that since you know just about as much as Nikki? <laughs> I'm going to say B-A-C. Ooh. Oh, okay. B-A-C, blood alcohol content. All right, B-A-C is your answer. Locking that in, huh? Locking it in. That's wrong. Mm, Incorrect. Surprise. All right, Morgan for the steal. All right. Did you know any of those, um, Morgan? No, you didn't know any of those. That was hard. I'm I'm gonna say, I I guess I'm not too familiar with court cases. Yeah, me either. I guess uh, (laughs) CAB. That was my guess. Is that what you want to go with, Morgan? CAB. I I don't know. I'm thinking ACB. ACB. All right. Okay, everybody's thinking something. Locking that in. (laughs) I can't argue. That's wrong. Incorrect. (laughs) I feel better than at least y'all are going with y'all own guesses. I want to shake all three of you right now. Was Nikki right? Of course she was. No, I'm just just kidding. No, you weren't right. Uh, Uh, You're all wrong. C was the Amy Fisher trial in 92, Joey Buttafuoco. I mean, it was like, no, nothing, huh? B, Heidi Fleiss, 1996, (laughs) The Madam, Hollywood Madam. And then A, Alex Jones, uh, Alex Jones, the Sandy Hook trial, 2000 uh, to uh, 2022. No, I've never heard of any of You guys those. need to watch some more news. Yes, we do. Get out of the house a little bit. <laughs> All right, no points given. Morgan, the board is yours. Here we go. Let's soften this up. Uh, sitcoms. Yeah, okay. There Here's we go. the category. Sitcoms. Here we go. B1. All right, here we go. Sitcoms, order them up. Morgan and Nikki D. All right, Morgan, we got this one in the bag. A is full house. B is happy days. And C is Mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. Now, the oldest one clearly is happy days. So it's going to be B. 
then Full House, A, C, Friends. B, A, C. All right. You want to go with that? Mm. B, A, C? Uh, yes. All right. B, A, C. Locking it in. Thank you. B, A, C. That's correct. That's right. <laughs> Let's go. We had to make a comeback. That first one was tough. On the board. All right. Uh, all right. Next category. Back to you, Chris. Let's get on the board. These, uh, the category, other famous court cases. No, I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I was about to quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little funny. Uh, soundtrack songs. That's oh, not any better. Soundtrack right. songs. <laughs> Is it, Chris? You're going to have to help her out. Here we go. C1. Hey. I am not paying for this. Sh- He did that just to be a you, dick. You know that. Know you hate I, that is the most hated song in my category, in my cal- catalog. All right, there we go. Order them up, uh, Chris and Nikki D, please. All right, Chris. Now, this is tricky because we got to go by the soundtrack, and I don't know what most of the soundtracks are to these songs, but I know A was Hold On For One More Day. And the only song I've ever heard that song on that I can think of is Bridesmaids because I love that movie. So I'm pretty sure that's what A is. B, I know it's Post Malone, but I don't know what movie it's on. Do you know the movie for B, Chris? I don't, not, nope. not on B. And then C is Seal, Kiss from a Rose. But that song's in a lot of movies, I think. So I'm not sure what movie it's from. Was it Titanic? No. Um. <laughs> yes, it was when he kissed Rose. Do you know? <laughs> do you do you know a movie that that song was in? <laughs> Jack sang it. I'm not sure of the movie, but I'm just kind of going by the the date of the songs. Yeah, but you got to go by the soundtrack. You, you can't just make up rules. We got to go by the soundtrack. <laughs> All right, need an answer, you two. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say C because I know Seal is older. Oh, no. I think A because Bridesmaids is older. And Post Malone's kind of a newer artist. So that's what I'm going to go by. I'm going to say Cab, C A B. C A B, Chris. You want to lock that in? <sighs> I'll, I'll lock that one in. That's right. Seal Kiss from a Rose, Ooh, Batman Forever, 95, uh, Wilson Phillips, Hold On, Bridesmaid, 2011, nailed that, Ooh, Post Malone, right. Sunflower, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, two, you yeah. know, superhero movies. Never saw that. Nelson put this together. All right. <laughs> One apiece here, we're going, getting short on time, War Movies is the next category for Morgan and Nikki D. Okay. War Movies, here we okay. go, D1. Yeah, she's got a grenade. She's got an RKG, Russian grenade. She's saying to the kid. You say a woman and a kid. You got eyes on this? Can you confirm? Negative. B. This is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Get back in your bunk. C. And on my way back to find Bubba, well, that was this boy laying on the ground. Couldn't just let him lay there all, alone. all right, there we go. War movies. Uh, Morgan, Nikki D, order them up. I'm trying to think of war movies. Okay, I think A <laughs> might have been Saving Private Ryan. Is that what'd you get for A? That was the only one I wasn't sure about, actually. Okay, so I think A is Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. B, 
Um, I think it's the one where they say, you can't handle the truth. Is that the it? The full is metal jacket. Full metal jacket. I don't know what that is, but okay. Full metal jacket. But mm-hmm. And then C was Forrest Gump. I knew that one. All right. Order them up. Right. Is that full order metal jacket? Up. Is that old? Do you think that one's first, B? I think, I think the 80s. Okay, so then let's... A? Okay. So I think it's what? What would it be? B-A... B-A-C. What was C? C is Forrest Gump, yeah. So B-A-C, because Saving B- Private Ryan B-A-C. is in there. All right, let yeah. me just let me just tell B-A-C. you this. Hold on. Right. I just looked at the time. Because of the time, if you get this right, it's correct. I mean, if you get this right, you win. If you get it wrong, Chris automatically wins, okay, just because of the time. All right, one more question, Nikki. You're sure Private Ryan, Saving Private Ryan, no, came I'm out not before sure. Gump? No, I'm not sure. Yes, Private Ryan came oh, out before sure. Gump. So I think it's B. No. No, I don't know if it's Saving Private Ryan, though. What if it's not? Private Ryan came out before Gump or the other way around? The other way. <laughs> All right. Need, a, need do, an answer, you two. That's what we had. We had C-A-B-A-C-C-A-B. Let's do B-C-A. Oof. Okay. Locking in. Yeah. Hold on. We had Relax. C-A-C-A. We got a second to think about this, Morgan. Nikki is telling you B-C-A. I don't know if you're thinking the same thing. Tell me what they are again. Hold on. We okay. got A, Private Ryan. But we're not B sure. Was, Remember, we're not sure about A. We're guessing Private right. Ryan. It's something about oh, Renee. Full Metal Jacket. Okay. Then B. That's the oldest. Full Metal B's Jacket. Definitely first. Uh-huh. And then C is Forrest Gump. All right. So do you want to go with BCA? Okay. Yeah, I think it's BCA. Or. BCA. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, hold on. <laughs> or do you want to take this opportunity <laughs> to change your answer? Since you're not sure of what the movies are. But if you are going to change your answer, you have to do it right now. No, I'm locking in. BCA. All right. Just trying to help. BCA. <laughs> you get it right, you win. Oh, I feel pressure. If not, Chris gets the tickets. Are we right? That's right. I tried, Chris. I tried. <laughs> All right. Had a trick us. I know it's BCA. B is Full Metal Jacket, 1987. This is my rifle. This is my gun. Uh, C is Forrest Gump, 1994. And A is American Sniper, 2014. American Sniper. About the late, great Chris Kyle, Bradley Cooper. Well, that was the movie, uh, well, it was about Chris Kyle, but um, that they had that uh, really bad baby scene. Where the baby looks, it was so fake looking, and it was supposed to be a real baby. Oh. Everybody's like, "This movie's like supposed to be serious." Like, we're supposed to honor Chris Kyle, and you throw this really horrible, fake, bad baby in this movie. <laughs> what are you doing? All right, well, Chris, we appreciate you playing, brother man. You can try back tomorrow. We'll have more tickets. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening, Morgan. You've got the tickets for Skid Row and Buck right Cherry, December sixteenth at the Hard Rock Live, courtesy of Live Nation. All right. All right. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, oh, that was good tough. talk. Gosh, my brain hurts. I couldn't believe you didn't know any of the trials, to be honest with you. I didn't know any of those trials, but I don't feel bad because no, neither person I was playing with knew them either. All right. Uh, another reminder, Jane's Addiction. Jane says that is the uh, big fat bribe song of the day. When you hear it, you're going to be caller 18 to 916-909-0985. Win yourself $500, 500 duckies. Also, uh, when we return, for those that aren't familiar with what we're doing this Sunday at Bennett's Restaurant in Rockland, it is the BS's No Friends Giving. And this is for adults with no friends. If that is you, we are trying to fill this guest list. Good times and amazing free food. Use this number to get in.
916-909-0985. Give us a minute here. Hang on. Show me the money. Money. All right. It's 98 Rocks. Big Fat Show me. Show me the money. 98 Rocks, the BS. What's your name? My name's Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell. How are you, Jamie Bell? I like that name. I'm doing okay, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. That's a fancy pants name. What do you do for a living? Uh, right now, I'm hanging on a tower. No way. Hanging like, on a yep. tower? I mean, you, yep. you're not jumping. You're doing it for work, I'm assuming, right? Yep. I'm yeah. doing it for work. Okay. Because I was like, dude, we could probably find more than $500 if you're planning on jumping. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can scrounge <laughs> right. it up. What, whatever we could do to get you off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> what, what is it that you do for a living? Um, I build and modify cell cell towers, cell wow. phone towers. Wow, you're all strapped in. It's a dangerous job. you got to have uh, safety stuff, right? Oh, yeah. I'm strapped in right now, but I always listen to you guys on the radio. That's why I got my phone on playing you guys. Are you supposed to be on the phone, though? <laughs> this sounds like a job you're supposed I, well, to be concentrating I work on. Cell phone on. Towers. I work on cell phone towers that can't get mad at me, can they, Nikki? Yeah, oh. yeah that's that, – you know, like, it, it's funny on this side, uh, Jamie Bell, like, thinking of who's listening because we can't see, obviously. We can't see you guys and girls. So it was like it never, you know, and I've been doing this for almost 30 years. I never in a million years thought that some dude would be on a, so how, how high are you up? Uh, right now only 90 feet. That's, only 90 feet? That's still, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, a, feet. that's a lot. I'm on, I'm, on one, I'm on one of them fake trees. Oh, yeah, 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 horribly fake trees, right? Like they're so. Yeah, well, there's a brand new one up in Paradise. Okay. I'm working up in Paradise right now. But I got to ask you, have you ever fallen? No, falling's not good, bud. I don't like falling. I don't even, I don't even go on amusement rides that make me fall. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we, we want you to be safe, and we want to we, let's get off the phone with you as soon as possible. Right. <laughs> but, but you're good, man. You're good. I'm strapped in. I'm good. Yeah. The last thing I want to hear is thank you. Ninety-eight <laughs> hey, rocks. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I hear you. All right, Jamie Bell. We appreciate the support. We appreciate you listening to ninety-eight rock. We appreciate you listening to the BS. We appreciate you being so high up in the air. Uh, congratulations, $500 in your pocket, my friend. Nice. Yeah, there you Heck go. Yeah, I've been trying forever to get this, man. Right. Awesome. Well, let's get you off the cell phone uh, off the, you know, while you're on the cell phone tower. been trying to get $500 risking his life. Right. Yeah. All right, we're going to put Hey, you- hey it's, it's a lot of money, man. People do a lot of things for 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah Christmas time. <laughs> got prizes to buy. I'm going to put you on old. Right. Kyle's going to get your information, all right? All right, thanks, all right. man. Yeah, I'd spend more time with him, but I like... I don't want him to stay on the phone with us. I want him off the phone. I feel so responsible if something happens to him. I mean, we always tell people, you know, don't call us if you're driving. You know, just don't be on the, you know, like, I'm really, like, cars now, you should not be on your phone. Like, you should Bluetooth through your car. Yes. Like, when I see a brand-new Mercedes and some woman's driving and she's on her phone, she's got her iced tea, she's got her Yorkshire Terrier on her shoulder, and she got all kinds of things going on. She's got eight kids in the back, and I'm going, what are you doing? <laughs> I know the car's got Bluetooth. Wow. She's probably going, I don't know how to work that technology. I got to talk on my phone. Yeah, you got eight kids in the back. One of them does, I promise you. So anyway, uh, more opportunities for you to win $500 with the Big Fat Bribe here at 98 Rock. Jane's Addiction, Jane says that is a song you're listening for. So our uh, very own Mickey uh, might possibly here after 10 a.m. have an opportunity for you. Who knows? I might. Yeah, she might. So uh, if you do hear that song, be caller 18 to 916-909-0985 as we continue the big fat bribe. So yesterday we uh, announced that we will be having our very first No Friends Giving. And yes. I know normally the gimmick is Friends Giving, right? Mm-hmm. Where you get friends together. So it's the same thing. It's just we are trying to gather those two peers that have no friends. And this all stems from the 
conversation we had a couple weeks ago with Nikki D, uh, being an adult, moving to Sacramento like myself, and she not being able to find friends. The only friend she had, you know, she had to let her go because she turned, turned heel on her. Yes. You know, so. Unfortunately. You know, and it's tough, right? It is tough. You want friends, especially as a woman. You said you don't need them, but I do. It's things oh. you want to do. You want to go out. You want to have some girlfriends to chat with. Holidays, we would normally have a Friendsgiving. You get together with your people. You do some things. So, yes, it's pretty sad not having friends. And we got two yesterday. We've got 20 spots to fill. Yes. Total. We will be going to the amazing Bennett's Restaurant in Rockland. Uh, they do have three locations. They've got one in Sacramento. They've got one in Roseville. And the newest one is in Rockland. Yes. And they are going to give us an entire area with just an amazing spread of Thanksgiving Day food. Now, you can actually, if you want to do a meal to go, like outside of this whole mm-hmm. thing, you can get a hold of Bennett's and, 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 and order one. Yeah, they're giving you a Thanksgiving meal if you don't feel like cooking or groceries are too high. Right, you can just order them from there. But we've got the whole spread. We got the turkey, we got the cranberry, and all that good stuff. And uh, so, if you want to get on this list, the only criteria is that you have to be an adult, obviously, mm-hmm. and you have to have no friends. No friends. You got to come by yourself. Not you and a group of people. You by yourself. Come in. Let us meet. You have some fun. And you got to be free at four thirty. Four thirty this Sunday. Mm-hmm. So if that's you, you can call us nine one six nine zero nine zero nine eight five. We'd love to have you. We'd love to meet you. Yes. You know, this is uh, us saying thank you for listening. You know, first and foremost. Uh, or you can reach out to us on social media, listen to the BS, uh, and then we could, we could work it out from there. And, you know, I, I was looking at the, you know, I was going to do a reel last night, you know, to help promote this thing. Mm-hmm. And I was, I went to the Bennett's uh, restaurant website and um, uh, Bennett'sRestaurants.com. And I'm looking at the pictures of the Thanksgiving, the food that we're going to eat. Uh-huh. And, you know, they've got, they've got the cranberry sauce, but because it's such a great restaurant with such great food and great cooks and chefs and whatnot, uh-huh. They do kind of the fancy pants. Oh, with the actual cranberries in it. And I don't mind that. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind that. But my wife asked me the other night, she says, uh, as she, she's going grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. I got to do that, She too. pulled up your list of what you're bringing over. Mm-hmm. And she asked me, she goes, is there any, she asked me this every year, 13 years, still asking me the same question. She goes, is there anything specific you want for Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. You want to guess what it was? That you want? Um... What food? Like, everybody's got a favorite at the table, right, for Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a go-to? They do. Uh, you want to know what I think yours is. Yeah. I think yours is something that she would have to make, green bean casserole. Now, I'll give you a clue. She does not have to make it. She doesn't have to make it? Beer? No. no. I'm not a big beer guy. But this is I'm not a big food. drinker, actually. What's that? And is it just the, the cranberry sauce in the can, though, like the ocean spray one? That's it. See, I knew it. That's there we it. go. That's there it. we go. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> keep, Good for me. Keep it, keep it simple. I mean, I, I mean, and literally all she has to do is open what, it up. Here's what I like about that. I like a million different things about that. I like when you get the can. Uh huh. You open up the can, and I mean, this is so low, tr- like white trash of me, but I love it. You take the can. And you go to the you go to the table where it's all done up. It's all pretty. She's already got it done up and pretty, right? Mm-hmm. And you go to where it's gonna go. You go on the little platter. Uh-huh. You take the can and you just open it. You turn it over, and then you pull up the can and it just let it sit there and wobble, wibble wobble. <laughs> oh, that's what you like. Jiggle wiggle wiggle. You know, and then it's got the outline of the can mm-hmm. on Around the it. So she, you know, you slice it up, uh-huh. and then you, I, I, I take a bite and I nibble off the little can outline first. Oh my gosh, that's too particular for me. So, so you don't put yours in the refrigerator the night before to be cold. 
I don't know what she does. Oh, I don't okay. think she does. I, don't yeah. think, I, don't I like think. mine to be cold. I put it in the night before. But I'm a big dressing eater. I can't eat dressing without cranberry sauce. I it, have to have it. A little mixy. I have to have it. A little mix it, it up. It has to go right on top. Yeah, a little mix it up. Yeah, that's good. Well, I'm excited. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll you know shoot Brian over at uh, Bennett's a text, and I was like, look, the stuff that you got is you know off the charts amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I bring a can of ocean spray with me? <laughs> No, you can have to leave your ocean spray at home. <laughs> He's going to say, you know, it's nice meeting you, Bailey, but I think we're going to go in a different direction on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, if you want in, 916-909-0985 or uh, reach out to us on social media. Listen to the BS. Uh, those that are calling, I don't know if you want in on this or not, but if you do, we'll take your phone calls here in just a little bit. Third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you why Thanksgiving travel could be crazy this year and how God stopped the carjacking. All right. Get you those two big stories from today here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. All right. Hold on there, Nikki D. Stacy in Roseville. How are you, Stacy? I'm good. How are you? Good. You're an adult. Sounds like it. Yeah. I am. Yes, I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like you don't have any friends, though. You sound like a very personable person, but you have no friends. Uh, well, so I'm married, but my husband and I are from Atlanta, and we just moved here a year ago. And I used to listen to you guys every morning, and was completely shocked to know that you had also moved to Roseville. Well, I was, fo- <laughs> I was following you and your husband, Stacy. Uh, wherever you two go, I go. It's not stalkerish at all, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what. But we love Bennett. Yeah, Bennett's is great. So, uh, so you're kind of a, the same spot as Nikki D, moving from Atlanta, mm-hmm. coming out here trying to find friends. We would love to have. I guess it would work for both. Yeah, we her, got a letter and her husband. Come. You and your husband. This would be a this would be a, a situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Right. I mean, are you friends with your husband? Yes, okay. yes. He's my best friend. <laughs> well, some you know, some couples just sleep with each other. They don't really like each other. They just bang, you know. <laughs> right. No. Uh, all right. So, so here's the deal. Uh, you're perfect. We are yeah. go- we're going to put you on hold, Stacy. And okay. we, what what brought you guys out here? Um, his job. So he works for the Kings. Really? What is he, uh, what does he do? Well, he does all of their um, like parking, but he like works with the city to you know. Um, time the lights and all that stuff and then he also does the concerts at the golden one center so oh. um yeah we went and saw pink and got to see all sorts of new stuff so oh, oh. did he work for the hawks before no 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 he's just been in parking but he yeah he got hired by the kings i was so. like is your last name fox by any chance <laughs> <laughs> yeah <I would. laughs> does he play uh okay cool uh i'm gonna put you on hold you two are in so there's four spots okay. filled for our No Friends Giving at Bennett's in Rockland this Sunday mm-hmm. at four thirty, and look forward to seeing you. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Hang on. Look at that. What are the odds? Yeah. You know. All right. You're from Atlanta. Nice. Third round of headlines. Thanks to good guys. Heating and air. Five three zero. Good air. Best service. Best price. That is guaranteed to good guys. All right. Go ahead. Speaking of Thanksgiving, travel is going to be wild this year. H five. Government shutdown could have a major impact on travel. Just ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday. 
AAA expects Thanksgiving travel to be nuts this year with over 55 million people traveling. It's a 2.3 increase over the last year, the third most since 2000. Now, if you're wondering, like, what day should I leave? It doesn't matter what day you leave. You're probably going to be in traffic or the airports are going to be crazy. Now, there is another little spin on this um, when it comes to TSA workers because, they're saying that if the government shuts down, they're not going to go to work. They're all going to just walk off the job. So that's going to throw another wrench in traveling if that happens. Are you trying to tell me that TSA workers don't love their jobs so much they can't go to work? Just for free? For, for free? No, they cannot. Is that not what's going to happen? That's not what's going to happen. They did the last <laughs> time, though, in their defense. They worked yeah. free last time the government shut down, but they said they're not doing it this I time. Think, I think if they do, they, they still get paid. They just get paid after the... Uh, the, the yahoos in D.C. figure it all out. I think yeah, that's how it works. But it's most of those people are living paycheck to paycheck, so they can't even afford to do that. Yeah, you thought they were angry before. <laughs> Wait till you take away their paycheck. <laughs> God, that would be hard. I hope these people figure that out sooner than later. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think we should freak out anything right now, but, yeah, you got so many people with the holidays coming up. I mean, yes. it, it's one thing to do it in August. You know, it's, that's bad enough, but you do it close to the holidays. That's just an extra little crush. And the last time this happened, it was the same way. During the holidays, holiday season coming up, and all those people were without um, paychecks. Wow, it's almost like it's planned out to mm-hmm. be that way. Okay, second story. Getting naked and now prayer will also run away the bad guys. H6. All right, saved by prayer. That's what a man says kept him alive while being brutally attacked and nearly carjacked. A 37-year-old man in Missouri walks up to this guy getting out of his car and holds up an axe to him and tells him to give him his keys. Well, the driver of the car just asks him one simple question, will you pray with me? And the driver began praying, and the man just turned around and walked off. Isn't that neat? It is. I yeah. love it. Yeah, because I've seen <laughs> stories like this before. There was a story uh, some years ago with an elderly woman that had a home invasion. Guy breaks in. And, you know, he didn't rough her up or anything, but, uh, you know, she's scared. Mm-hmm. And she she says, you know, take what you want. Please don't hurt me. But I think that, you know, like you have a better life ahead of you. Like, can I, may, mm-hmm. can I, may I pray for you? Wow. And the guy was like, I can't do this. I mean, like even the worst person in the world, that's got to tug on. Like that's a, you, know, you talked about the, the cell phone store that got robbed uh-huh. by those two mm-hmm. uh, ass jacks, right? Yep. Think about this. If you get anybody that comes in, just say, hey, take what you want. But look, let's pray. Let's pray about it. And then while their head's down and their eyes are closed, then you hit them on the back of the head with an iron. Yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect It's the perfect out, right? Because everybody's gonna, everybody's got a little, little, little lord in them, right? Yeah, and it's going to tug on their heartstrings. And they're going to run on up out of there. See, your, your scenario used to be just take all your clothes off. Nobody wants to fight you. Well, now right. all you got to do is pray. That might help. You can keep your clothes on. Well, that's for the home invasion. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody comes, you know, well, I mean, I'm taken care of there. But, like, if I got caught off guard and I didn't have something <laughs> and I knew it was going to be a situation, you know, I've got maybe five minutes left of fighting in me in my mm-hmm. life just because I'd have to stretch and <laughs> all kinds of stuff before it went down. I would take off all my clothes. One, that's scary enough. Okay. Me naked. Uh, two, I would distract them because they'd probably take a few minutes trying to find it. <laughs> Right, they're just squinting their eyes. They're like, "This is a weird one." And then third, I'm going to jump at them, and they're like, "Dude, what are you doing? Get off me!" Hopefully, I find the most homophobic home invader ever. That don't want to touch you. That don't want to get near me. It's not. It, laugh now, but it's not a bad idea. Could save t- your it's life. not a bad idea. Uh, let's see if we can do something. One way or another, I'm going to tell you about how keeping secrets uh, are good. 
but it's not what you think. They're good secrets, and there's a difference between good secrets and bad secrets. So here's what I'm going to attempt to do is ask you, that's listening, if you have a secret that you're keeping, but you feel good about it because it's a good secret, because I'm going to tell you when we get back what keeping good secrets does in a positive way, unlike keeping bad This is a very mm-hmm. interesting study. 916-909, because everybody thinks keeping secrets is bad. It's a bad thing. It's a Absolutely. bad thing. But we've been groomed and programmed to lie and keep secrets. Mm-hmm. And I can explain more on that here in a minute as well. 916-909-0985. Hang on. I appreciate your time. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. Nelson uh, out with the alleged pink eye. So uh, we are fortunate enough to have Mickey, our midday rock star, help us out. And we just can't thank you enough for being here. Well, so. you're very welcome. I hope Nelson gets soon better. I feel bad. I know his eye is horrible. Well, no, I just got a text from him, and uh, he looks pretty good. Does it? Yeah, it, it looks good. I told him, I said, I think you're ready to go. And uh, from he took my advice, and he uh, called Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers can get better from an Achilles tear in like less than two months. I was supposed to say, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why would he call Aaron Rodgers? And I gave him, I gave him uh, Aaron's uh, number. Let and, me see. He didn't send me a picture. See, it looks a lot better. Oh, my God. That looks horrible. Maybe it's just me being optimistic. That does not look better. I think, I think he's stretching his eye out a little bit. Look inside I think of you need a new pair of glasses. What do you think, Mickey? It looks pretty good. He looks like he's possessed by a demon. Yes, that's exactly what he looks it, like. You know what? It's like, have, you know the show V? Do you remember the show V? Yes, from the 80s. Uh, yeah, yeah the, well, and then they redid it. Oh, see, I didn't do see the remake. So, but either way, the lizard people come and they wear the people skin. Yep. And their eyes are lizard yes. eyes. Yes. He looks like he's got V lizard eyes. Oh, gosh, <laughs> his eye looks bad. He's a reptilian. That's what they're called, reptilians. We're not going to see him for <clears> weeks. No, don't, don't say that. And I don't think Mickey wants to get up at 4 a.m. for weeks. I don't think I can. I, I think she's she's like, nope. You guys get two days and that's it. Uh, so um, Columbia University, this is actually really, really interesting. And and, and, and I thought a lot about this. And it, it makes sense, but it's stuff that we don't think about, how we're programmed at a young age to lie. We are programmed from birth to lie. And I'll explain more of that in a second. But Columbia University recruited more than 2,500 people to take part in this study. And it had a series of different experiments there. Mm-hmm. So in one, the participants were shown a list of about 40 common types of good news. And this was like saving money, buying a gift for themselves, reducing debt, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. They indicated which pieces of good news they currently had and which they had to keep a secret. Some were asked to reflect on the good news they kept secret, while others reflected on the good news that was not a secret and then rated how energized the news made them feel and whether they intended to share the news with someone else. The team discovered the people that held on average 14 to 15 pieces of the good news, but kept five or six secret. The participants who reflected on the positive secrets, they felt more energized Mm. than the people who thought about their good news. That was not secret. Those who reported they intended to share the news with others also felt more energized. Okay. I can see that. Right? It, it's something you never think about, but mm-hmm. it's so true. Mm-hmm. It, I'll give you a perfect example. With Christmas coming up, there's almost nothing better, not a better, there's not a, a, another feeling that exists of getting somebody that you love a Christmas prize, knowing that they're going to be excited on the 25th of December to open it 
and you're the only one that knows what it is. And you get to give them little hints, subtle hints, little they get to shake the box, they mm-hmm. get to guess. They're way off. They've got no idea because they never in a million years thought that you would get this for them. Right. And then when they open it, they open it and they're very excited. That's what's called the payoff. And mm-hmm. I always say everything in life needs a payoff. You eat because you're hungry. You drink because you're thirsty. You breathe because you don't want to die. Right. So th- th- that's the good news being kept secret. That's what I did last Christmas. I had a friend of mine who had just kind of had a bad go at things and I secretly bought him a PlayStation 5. And right. I was Ooh. so excited with myself because of what I did. And I'm like, <laughs> you're never going to guess what this is in a million years. Open it. Woo! And I felt great. But the good news, mm-hmm. you know, a woman uh, getting pregnant and keeping the news for, you know, a couple days to find the right way to tell her husband, right, that you're having a kid. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, for most people, I say it's good. most <laughs> of the time. You said husband, so yeah. that's, that's well, good wait, news Maybe probably. not for everybody, but, you know, <laughs> that those types of things are good news. But now, the bad news when we hold that in, uh, like bad secrets, secrets of yes. bad news and stuff, it tears us up inside. It eats at you. It eats at you. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if it's something, let's say your brother's wife cheated on him and you know it, or your boy's, your best friend's boy, his wife cheated and you know that she cheated. You've got to tell him. You just don't know how to tell him. And it's just eating you up inside. Yeah. You it, have that feeling like at the pit of your stomach, like it just won't go away. It lowers your energy level. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel horrible. But see, here's the thing is, and this is my part of the, this is not on the research. This is me. This is me talking. This is what you came up with. This is what I come up with. Okay. We're programmed at birth to lie. Well, okay. When you say that, what do you mean? So as a kid, right, we're uh-huh. programmed to keep secrets. Dad tells you, don't tell mom I'm, I'm doing this. Okay, yes. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, dad tells you or mom tells you, I, I got this for your brother, your sister, or something, but but you can't say anything. Yeah, the now, biggest secret. Now, granted, that's good news secret, but still, you can't differentiate. You don't know the difference. All you know is that you're keeping a secret. Right. When I was little, that's what it was. We couldn't discuss anything that was happening in our house. So that's what we were told from, yeah, birth. And then when it hip- happens here, stays here. And then the hypocrisy is, what are you told as a kid? Don't keep secrets. Yes. Don't share secrets at the dinner table. Tell me everything. Tell me, tell people everything, Mm -hmm. right? Except what happens in this house. And it's, yeah, (laughs) but it's not, but it's not until later in life you learn that in order to play the game of life, you have to keep secrets. Yes, you do. You can't be honest with people, good or bad. I was about to say, and even some of the good things you can't share with people because if you share prematurely, for some reason, something bad always happens. Right. So I always, even with my good news, I'm not so quick to share. I used to be that way. I wanted to tell everybody everything right away. And this is happening. And then months will go by and they're like, oh, yeah, what happened to that thing you were talking about? Yeah, it didn't happen. Probably because you were praying against me. Can you think of other pieces of good news that somebody would keep a secret that would energize you, feel good that when you finally let it out or somebody finally lets it out, that you're going to like, I feel good. Yeah. Glad they finally know that. Yeah, I can tell you, a friend of mine recently, she just purchased a house. And it's been a lot of years. Her and her family's been through a lot of struggles. And she told me a couple months that it was happening. But she asked me not to tell anybody, to keep it a secret. Because what, same thing I just said, she didn't want something to happen or something to go wrong, which it did a week before they were going to close. And I'm like, thank God I did not open my mouth. I did not tell anybody. <laughs> so when she finally put her picture up on Facebook and she posted and everybody can see, like, boom, I have this brand new nice house. I was like, 
Whew, thank God that's out. Yeah, felt good though. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And I was so excited. I, I was energized. It motivated me. I'm like, one day I'm going to have a big, nice house too. And this is all great. Yeah. It felt great. So the universe is talking to me because I found this story and I'm like, God, this is fitting because I have a secret. <gasps> I have a good news, good news secret. A good news secret. That, and I'm good at keeping secrets. Who's it about? Can you say that? I cannot. Dang. He's a, so good at keeping the secret. Yeah, I well, I am. Nikki knows. I, I you are. I'm, I'm, I, I, I get. He'll, I can wait. I can wait for years to give people receipts, mm-hmm. and I can keep secrets forever. Uh, I still haven't told anybody who killed JFK, and I know. Oh please! <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, I've just recently been told a piece of information that's extremely good news. And I cannot share it yet. Dang. Uh, and it's not eating me up mm-hmm. because I know that there's a payoff date mm-hmm. to when that's going to happen. Okay. Uh, I'm just hoping that news stays the same from when I was told to that day. Oh. Yeah. It's good, good news. I want to know. Right. And that's what you do, what I just did. You tease me. Well, I tease, yeah, I tease everybody because now you like, you're was thinking. Was it about me? Yeah, exactly. That's what everybody thinks. <laughs> <laughs> was it about my, my, me? my wife's listening right now at work. She's going, it's about me. <laughs> Nikki's over here going. I know it ain't me. <laughs> it, but it could be. It could be. Kyle's not even in the other room, but he's down the hall. He's like, I think something's, somebody's talking about me. <laughs> you if always you, think, it's, think it's about Listen, you. if you got some good news you're sitting on, I want to think that it's me. I've had enough bad. Yeah. But the bad news, I'm guessing, de-energizes you. If you have a secret, no? The bad news de-energizes you. If you're a person that can actually keep your mouth shut, most of us, though, we can't. Even if we don't go blur it to everybody, there's always one person that you just have to tell for whatever reason because you just can't keep your mouth shut. That's a lady thing. I think it I is. I can keep my mouth shut, but the, it's all over my face, and it's all over my mood. Yeah, look, so when it's bad, it's, you can see it. Women are bad liars. And women can't keep secrets. No, I think women are good liars, but we can't keep secrets. No, if if a woman is a good liar and the to a guy, the guy's a bad read. Mm, I don't know because I've seen you lie. What? It's really bad. Me? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, my lies are good. That's why Nelson's got <laughs> no. Your lies. Nelson's are, lies are horrible. No, that's why Nels. I think Nelson's kind of female, but you know, <laughs> he, he's a, he's a bad he's he's a bad liar. I think I think my lies are pretty convincing. No, I've seen you lie. Every time you lie, I know you're lying. I tell you you're lying. No. Sometimes you do, but I don't lie often. It's very rare that I even lie. I'm I'm pretty honest. But my dad broke me of that when I was younger because I used to be like a master liar. I lied all the time. And he broke me of that. So master now liar. I'm like honest to a fault. You, know, you know what's sad <laughs> is you know what's sad is is I'm I'm a very good liar. And and you know, it's not something you scream from the mountaintops, right? But I'm a very, very good liar, and I'm a very good manipulator to the to an extent. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I wanted to be that person; it was God given. And because I was, well, it was God given and programmed and trained <laughs> from my mother. My mother was like the boomer generation. I don't know what it was about that generation. Mm-hmm. They were the master manipulators. You look at all these Ponzi schemes; they're not being done by thirty and forty year old. People, right? They're being done by sixty and seventy-year-old boomers. Older people, yep. There is something to be said about that generation where they can keep secrets. Uh huh. They can manipulate, and they have like zero conscience. I agree with that about all that kind of stuff. I agree with that big time. You know, so as a Gen Xer, it trickled to me 
and then I just worked it into the world because yeah. you got to survive somehow, right? That's what happened to me too. It trickled into me, and and she's gonna be mad, but I got it from my mom, and then I just became like a master liar, and then my dad broke me up. A master liar? Is yeah. That, is that what you? Is that what you get a tattoo? She got a black yeah. belt lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a second degree master liar. Going for my third degree belt. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. But you show, you know, you what is it, emotions on your sleeve? You know, is that Oh what, yeah, my and, face does tell it all. And you learned that lesson yesterday. Yesterday I did. Yeah. That I hop. We'll get to that here in a second. Yeah. You know, I always talk about giving receipts, uh, meaning that it's a payback. Mm-hmm. And Nikki D, uh, and I've told her this. Numerous times. <laughs> can we agree on that? We can. Okay. Just want to make sure it's out the open. <laughs> Bailey's passed this wisdom on to Nikki D, and she does not listen. <laughs> but yesterday was a nice dose of reality where <sighs> the narcissist in me is going to say, at some point in this conversation that you had with the nice lady at IHOP, I was on your shoulder going, I told you so. <laughs> You were. <laughs> we'll tell you that story here in a minute. Hang on. Now I have my wife blowing on my phone. Bay, you got good news? Is it about me? Mm-hmm. And now I can't tell her anything. So when you have these top secret secrets, you don't even tell her and you tell her everything. That goes to the one person I say we always normally share things with, even when it's a secret. Well, see, here's the problem. If, uh, if I if I don't tell her, mm-hmm. then if the good news is about her, then she's going to know. So I'm kind of caught now. Ooh. Unless I come up with something that doesn't exist. And you tell a lie. I tell a lie, which would be a bad secret, mm-hmm. which would de-energize me according to that conversation mm-hmm. we just had. So now I'm kind of in a pickle. I should have probably kept my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. There's like a million other things I could have talked about. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I was thought it was really interesting. And I was like, oh, the audience probably appreciate this. This would make us sound kind of smart. We did. And, you know, so, but now I'm in a situation at home. <laughs> now you got to work de- up that secret. I got to decide if it is about her, tell her, which would then go against the secret and mm-hmm. ruin the secret, mm-hmm. if that, in fact, is what it is, or make up a lie and tell her, in which I don't do. I don't lie to her. Well, the fact that you But it would be a good lie because I'd be covering a good secret. Right. But now that you're having to Very go through all this, it makes me think it must be about her, or well, else you'll just tell you would just tell her. I know. I'm I, like I said, I'm in a pickle. Ooh. This is a whole lot for it being a secret. I know it's a lot of work that goes into secrets nowadays. <laughs> secrets are tough. So, uh, so Nikki tells me that she got a little bit of a receipt yesterday at the uh, at the IHOP. I did, and I've told her a million times. I mean, like you think Nelson's got like for those that are. <laughs> Let me give you a little background about me, okay? So for my entire career, everybody that I've worked with, this has been an ongoing, it's, it's real, but it's been an ongoing thing about a black cloud. I used to yes. actually have a podcast called the Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast because no matter where I went, uh, something a black cloud would follow me. A something sto- bad always happens. A story would happen. I mean, mm-hmm. this was a real thing. And then just out of no, like once I started doing that podcast some years ago, it kind of, it kind of go, went off to my people. 
Yeah, you you cursed us. Yeah, went to like my you know, went to my went to Nikki, went to her friend Nate, went to went to everybody else but me. Mm-hmm. You so, start having great news. So I remember I would be telling our buddy now, it's like I don't know what I'm going to talk about on this podcast because I don't have any black clouds anymore. So we have to kind of like <laughs> branch out and become more generic, you know. So you know now I work with Nelson. We work with Nelson and and Nikki, and it seems like the black cloud is with y'all. It is for sure. And so uh, and so Nikki's got this problem everywhere she goes to have food. Which she needs to stay inside, if you want my opinion. <laughs> I need to she, cook. She needs, somebody needs to take her keys away from her <laughs> or put a governor on her car. It doesn't work after like 11.30 a.m. <laughs> I definitely need to stay home and cook. But it's, it, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. And I say this because I love you, but it's you. It's not me. It is you. You, you have this little kind of, you know, thing I always say. But listen. What did I, I tell you? You got to. You I said I have that, but I have a witness, which is Mickey. Because I'm a she witness. Was present. Were you at this IHOP? Yes. Oh, so you know this story. I do. You saw it with your own two eyeballs. I heard it. I seen it. All it. But here's the thing, okay? In my defense, I went, I ordered my food. I talk very clear. I talk very precise, regardless of how I sound on this show. <laughs> I was going to say, okay? are you I trying to I speak very clear when I am out talking to people. Mm. I gave my order. I told her what I wanted. Boom. So some minutes go by. She comes back with our food. Mickey's food is wonderful. My food, wrong, wrong, wrong. What was wrong about it? I ordered a sausage, <laughs> egg, and cheese biscuit. Mm-hmm. Hash browns. You changed it to ham. I did. I changed it to ham instead of bacon. It came with bacon. I wanted ham. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Then I asked for ham and jalapenos in my hash browns. And ham. that's how I eat them. Wow. Okay? I'm this. Yeah. Cool. She took it. She wrote it down. She brought me back a biscuit with only cheese and egg and some kind of sauce on it uh-huh. so i'm like what is this mm-hmm. and she's like oh that's what you ordered i'm like it's not what i ordered and why is all this sauce on here i just wanted ham egg cheese so you got an attitude with it. i did have an attitude yeah because i was mad do you understand that let me stop you you understand when you your order is jacked mm-hmm. it's not always the waitress or waiter's fault it's not her fault but this is where i fought the waitresses you took my order you knew what i ordered so when they handed you my plate you should look at it and say, no, 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 no. This is not what she ordered. Mm. Fix it. Mm. Not bring Correct. it to me wrong when you took my order. Correct. Right. So I've she, done that job. Okay. So she brings it to you. It's wrong. And you're, you're, you're feisty now. And I have an attitude. And you yes. have an attitude. And I'm mad. And you're mad at this poor girl that's just trying to make ends meet. She probably got a little baby at home. No, she's an older woman. She's probably got a little <laughs> grandson at home. <laughs> making you out to be the villain in the story. You know, it's got a disability, it's got a club feet, oh, and oh she's gosh. just trying to make enough money <laughs> to find the right shoes, no. and you're sitting here giving this woman a problem. I'm giving her such attitude, and I was. So she takes it back. Now, I'm still mad because I know what's going to happen. Mm. They're not going to remake my whole order. They're going to let my hash brown sit there and be cold, which is what happened, and they're just going to bring me back a new biscuit half thrown together. You're the and most, that's exactly what happened. You're the most paranoid order person ever. No, I know I know what it. they do with those hash browns. <laughs> they pocket them. They've got cargo pants and they take them home and they pull them out. Wow. And they only give me half the order. I know it. <laughs> I already know how it works. So then she comes back and she brings me the order and she was like, does it look good now? And I'm like, hmm. Like, I didn't even answer. I just gave her like a, a grunt or something because I was aggravated. The biscuit looked horrible, but I'm like, at this point, I'm just going to eat it and get out of here. All right, let me ask you. So Mickey's food's there. Mickey's food's there. Are you- I offered fries. I'm like, I know she was well, so hungry. Hold on. Are you eating? 
I started to eat, and then I go, wait, do you need me to wait? Wow. You can have some it's of my It's a manners pie. thing, right? It's a manners thing. I'm telling you, this is a, this is a, this in is my a, defense? this is, hold on, this is a location thing. Like, you don't eat until the other person's food gets In my gets defense? There. Well, her food doesn't have to get cold because of my it's order's messed up. not just that. Up. I'm tired, and I'm starving, and I was half awake, and I realized, oh, shoot, hold on. All right, well, this was rude. I started to eat, so there. To let you know. I would have eaten my food cold. Wait it for your food. To sure. mm-hmm. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, ain't it? So she comes back to the table one more time, like, you know, is everything okay? And I just gave her another like grunt and rolled my eyes and like, mm, whatever's fine. Was it okay? No, it was horrible. The second time around was not it wasn't no. Done. Okay. No. I cut the biscuit and picked it up and what happened, Mickey? The thing just fell apart. It fell apart. I'm like, Well, that's a good biscuit. Just forget it. That's how that's how you make them. So then the third biscuit. time she comes <laughs> over, she says, Excuse me. Uh, here's the receipt. Is your name Nikki? And I was like, Oh my God. Please yep. don't say what I think you're about to say. <laughs> You did. So now I try to fix my face. I'm trying to like smile. Like, oh my God. And I'm like, uh, uh, yes, it is. She's like, I saw you on the news. I'm like, ah. She goes, because you're on the radio, right? Is the she's first like, thing. yeah. She's like, you're on the radio, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, because I saw you on the news and I just really love you guys' show. I listen to it every morning. And I'm like, oh, Bailey, why in the world was I so mean to this lady? Now she's like fan of our show. She saw me on the news. I felt horrible that I was so mean to Don. Her name was Don. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need about 15 minutes with you after the program. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and let, and let that so be a lesson. Bad. And let that be a Ooh, lesson. What's the when lesson? That when you are trying to get a show off the ground in a new market, <laughs> that you're nice to everybody ah, no matter what. Because you never know. Because you nice. never know who and is listening to the radio program. Right. I've seen Nikki D there, there recognized are, a lot. Ugh, you're people, right. People that, trust me, radio people are not celebrities. If any radio person tells you they're a celebrity, they're a douche. But you are a public figure yeah. because of the job that you have. The rules are different because <laughs> people have a perception. They and they and especially if they like the program, if they like this program, my God, I'm going to IHOP today and I'm going to give this woman a hundred dollar <laughs> tip because if they like the program, they tell other people to like the program. Then it means we have a living and we can put food on the table for our families. But when you have a member of a radio program that is a total dick and goes out there and treats people like that, they're not going to like the radio program anymore. Do you understand how this works? I know. That's okay. why I felt so bad. I let it go, Tip Don. Mm. I felt horrible. I gave her a tip I more than what it was supposed to give her. 20, 30, 30, 40, 50. Not that much. I don't make that much money. But how many percentage? How much? I, I just gave her a little extra. Like, okay? you would, don't tell me. Just put two extra singles down. <laughs> God. Oh my! You know what? My my bill is ten dollars. The tip's supposed to be two, but because I feel bad, I'm leaving four. Yeah. Wow. Extra's extra. Well, thank thank God that grandson now can find shoes for his club feet because you put an extra two dollars down. The moral of the story is: don't be a dick. I'm gonna stop eating out. Yeah. yeah, or that. Stay home. Just stay home. Because they never get my order right. So now I'm going to have to have a bad order and smile about it. Yeah, you are. That's oh. exactly what you're going to have to do. It's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. I got to practice.
And this is me telling you this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> This I is like horrible, the, This is like the devil telling you to go pray to God, oh, right? I mh- mean, it's it's kind of an oxymoron, but yeah, I mean, it is. I told you, you got you got you got to watch the. Tsh- That's why I was so uh, not happy with you when we were at the meals because I go there all the time, and your poor girl. I was sticking up for you there. No, the the sugar situation. Yeah, but she wouldn't turn the channel either. Her whole thing was horrible. Oh, yeah, but I was letting that. See, that's what I'm talking. I was like, let it go. It's not a big deal. I can watch TV some other time. It's not a big <sighs> deal. Then you got all feisty I with just the sugar. Didn't like her. Yeah. <laughs> you have to stop doing. You're gonna be, you know, you're gonna be the heel of the show. Like that's my job. You're gonna be the heel. You're not supposed to be the heel. I know. I'm gonna be nicer. Promise. I'm gonna go out today and eat lunch. My and be biscuit, nice. My biscuit was all. <laughs> it was. I, look, I've been with mad people in the kitchen. I know what you do at the hash browns. They were cold. <laughs> you know what? Oh. You know what's worse than having cold hash browns? What? Not having them at all. <laughs> you was going to say that. Having no hash brown. There are some people right now that would love to have a hash brown. Nelson. Just a little. Yeah, Nelson would love to have a string. <laughs> yeah. Think of Nelson next time you do this. That guy would, That guy doesn't even have the gas to get the IHOP. Nope. <laughs> oh, right. my gosh. Fourth and final round. That's your Sorry, receipt Don. story of the day. I love you, Don. Don or Dawn? Her name's Dawn. Dawn. All right, mm-hmm. Dawn. On behalf of... The BS here on 98 Rock and all of Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> and veterans everywhere. And that is the thickest. <laughs> I, I apologize. And if there's anything that I personally can do for you, reach out and I'll give you my personal information and we'll make sure we're straight like skull. All right. Fourth and final round of headlines. Go ahead, Mina. I want to tell you how bird hunting turned deadly and what continues to flop at the box office. All right, get your fourth and final round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. And here we go. Fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks so much to good guys. Heating and air. 530. Good air. Nikki D. While hunting, animals and humans need to be on alert. H7. A 26-year-old Chesterfield man has died after a hunting accident in Iowa. This took place in Des Moines, Iowa. These guys were out hunting at the Bays Branch Wildlife Area, and one of the guys got shot in the face. They were duck hunting, I'm thinking. They said bird hunting, but I don't know what kind of birds they were. Dove. Hunt- it was doves? Well, I'm just saying, I- you can bird dove and, you know. I don't know. I tried to look. I want to know what kind of birds they were hunting, but he was shot in the face, so um, they were not able to resuscitate him. They tried life-saving measures. It did not work. Um, so they are ruling this shooting to be accidental. But another guy was fatally shot while hunting coyotes last month. So now they're trying to put out some rules and regulations for these hunters to abide by so that people are safe. Yeah, the bird thing's kind of weird. And not that I'm a hunter by no stretch of the imagination, but I, I always thought that if you were bird hunting or even duck hunting, you're using buckshot. So, you know, unless you're up close to somebody, it, you know, if you know, a buckshot from a distance. I don't know if that's going to kill you. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, maybe that sounds stupid. Mm-hmm. Unlike you know, a slug, or you know, if you're deer hunting or something like that. Um, that is you know, different caliber, different gun, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean that that sucks. You know, you're sitting there and you. What happens when you got a bunch of dudes that dress so you can't see them mm-hmm. shooting guns at each? You know different directions i mean the chances of something bad going wrong pretty good wrong they have something called the 10 commandments of firearm safety and they have not 
confirm this, but the, the news uh, stuff that they put out is very skim. But the number one commandment that they highlighted, which makes me believe what you just said, it was an up-close shooting, is because they said always treat every firearm like as loaded. if it's loaded. So that makes me think it may yeah. have been a, the group he was with. Right. So don't have you know rules to firearm handling. Don't put mm-hmm. your finger on the trigger. You know, if you're pointed, treat every gun like it's loaded. Yep. You know, all that. Yep. Yeah, there's a, there's there's different rules. Come mm-hmm. in. You know, some people have three, five, ten, whatever. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, but, maybe it was an accidental shooting where they were up close. Uh-huh. And that took place. Yep. So know. I'm thinking that was what possibly happened. But, you know, think about this in the whole scheme of things. You know, you very rarely hear of hunters shooting each other. And you'd think with all, like, hunting season for wherever that those numbers would be greater. Like all these people in the woods running around shooting at stuff that running around. I pulled up what the numbers were. I feel like it happens a lot more often. They just don't talk about it. That's what I think. Well, I don't know. I got a lot of hunter buddies, and I know they haven't shot anybody. (laughs) Not anybody I know personally, but just just when reading this story, just last week somebody else got shot while they were hunting, uh, what I just say, cougars or tigers or whatever they were hunting. It's like, so this must happen often, but people aren't reporting it. Because I didn't hear about that other story in the news either. No, oh, the one that the cougar, the guy got the shot cougar, yeah, yeah. by her ex-husband. <clears throat> no. You get it, cougar. Cause she's yeah, I got that one. I got that one. It was a joke one. because they were out in the woods, <laughs> they were at the bar, and she was old, and he was hitting on her, the ex-husband. That yeah. was the joke. There wasn't mm-hmm. actually a hunting story. Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay, I'm just tracking. making sure you understand it. Second uh, headline, go ahead. Marvel has dropped another bomb, and not by a superhero, H8. The Marvel is a box office letdown for Disney, bringing in an estimated $47 million in its opening weekend, according to Comscore. The Marvels is the latest release in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they made only $45 million opening weekend. That's the one that has the the three girls superheroes in this particular movie. Um, They're saying that this was, well, this was the sequel to 2019's Captain Marvel, but they're saying there's a few reasons why they're thinking the numbers were so low. Number one, the writer's strike, so they couldn't properly promote this. They did try to put up a promotion on the Sphere in Las Vegas, but that's only going to reach the people that's in Las Vegas. Yeah, they're bombing. Yeah, well, I think people are over the superhero run. It's it, you know, it's when you do this multi-universe thing, it's mm-hmm. just it like you're going to have your diehards and that's great, you know, but for the mainstream moviegoer, that's exactly what I was going to say. We don't know like, what's going on. I don't know who the hell the Marvels are. Mm-hmm. You know, and then some of the, some of these movies that you go and watch that you know, it's almost getting too complicated. And where it's like, did you did you see the part where Iron Man went in the other room and talked to the wall? You know who was on the other side of the wall if you read comic book 58 <laughs> yeah, from the thing from 1987. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like, no, I didn't. I just want to watch a movie. <laughs> right. And I want it to be as blatant as possible. I don't want to have and I want the good guy girl. to win at the end. And I don't want you to tease me for another one that comes out in a year. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. And that's why I don't watch them because <clears throat> once somebody turned me on to the fact that they they have to go in order and you need a nugget from this one to know what's happening in that one, it got too confusing. I, I've been watching, you know, telling you about this docu-series thing that they have on Netflix, uh-huh. the movies that made us. And I was watching the one on Coming to America, which is phenomenal, right? And the whole backstory behind that. So it was directed by... Uh, John Landis and John Landis specifically back in the uh, 80s and 90s was a big deal earlier we were talking about shows that were cursed Uh Twilight Zone one of them because he was the director on Twilight Zone when the accident happened and the actor uh, actors died and I believe it was a helicopter crash and he went to he went to court over that and it was Mm -hmm. a big media spectacle 
and pretty much ruined his career. Now, he goes way back with Eddie Murphy. And so when Coming to America was written and presented, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy actually pitched having John Landis direct it wow. to kind of save his career because he kind of felt that he owed it to him. But there's other ideas that when Eddie worked with John Landis originally with, I believe, Trading Places, uh, or no, I forget what he originally worked with him on, but Landis was the big deal. Very narcissistic, very mm-hmm. look at me, who am I back? Old school Hollywood kind right. of thing. So Eddie Murphy was the big deal going into coming to America. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you know what? This is my receipt for Landis. Right. He's going to work for me now. Wow. So that's the idea. But they got in a fight on the set and this and this and that. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up is talking about sequels. Uh-huh. Uh, coming to America, there's a t- there was a perfect setup. This is before multi-universe type of stuff, stuff was, was, going was a on. thing. There is a perfect setup uh, to do a sequel off of Trading Places. And that was uh, towards the end when Eddie Murphy's character takes out the girl and they're walking in the park and they he gives he that the money, gives the stack of money that he mm-hmm. took from Arsenio Hall to the two bums, mm-hmm. which were Mortimer and Randolph, yep. the Duke brothers. Like, we're back. We're back. That went broke during <laughs> trading places. Yep, yep. Right. Uh-huh. And so originally they weren't supposed to play that part. The guy that plays the. Uh, landlord mm-hmm. was supposed to be the bum, but they changed oh, it. Oh, okay. And it was suggested that, and La- John Landis didn't want him in there, but it was suggested and they ended up putting him in there. But like, how great would that be? Now, I, I know that those two guys, Don Amici and, and Ralph Bellamy are, are, are dead. Um, I'm assuming they're dead. So to have a spinoff, you call the Duke Brothers, where their grandkids are the same type of people. Oh, that would be good. And they play like that one I could understand. And you have an up and coming, you know, comedian that's mm-hmm. taking the Eddie Murphy part. But Eddie Murphy does play a role. Right. In the movie. Right. Yeah. That would be a great See, idea. That's, that, that, that kind of multi-universe stuff, I think, is fun mm-hmm. when you can take a small segment, brief segment. Yes. Out of a popular movie and then make a whole storyline behind it. But it's recognizable. Right. Versus going, well, pfft, We've got to make as many superheroes as possible and put him in as many different universes and give him as many powers and make it so convoluted that only five people that live in their parents' basement with Cheetos on their chin understand. Exactly. That's how we got to do it. Four different times when I went to see that new Spider-Man, they were clapping. I had no idea why. <laughs> I was just looking around the theater. What did you think I felt when I went and watched your Galaxy movie? Oh, that movie was great, though. I didn't know. Like you guys were. Oh my God! You remember the first one when the squirrel laughed? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about. But I had you watch the first two, so you wouldn't be lost. Oh, the first two. I got yeah. I got, <sighs> I got through most of it. All right. Last minute calls, comments, concerns. Nine one six nine zero nine zero nine eight five. Anything on the text machine. Same number. Uh, if you want to spot in our No Friends Giving before we get out of the studio for a day, you can do that. Uh, we'll recap, take what you got, and then uh, get out for a Tuesday here in a minute. Hang on. As always, we appreciate uh, you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. Nelson hopefully will be back tomorrow as he probably rolls his eyes right now. Uh, if not, I don't know what the hell we're going to do. Nope. Uh, but a big thanks once again to Mickey, who's getting ready to take over to do her uh, program here in about five minutes and maybe possibly have another opportunity for you to win $500 with 98 Rock's Big Fat Bribe. You're very welcome, and I just might. Jane's Addiction and Jane Says. That is the song you should be listening for during Mickey's show, right? Jane's, it is. Jane's Addiction and Jane Says. All right. Uh, Debbie in Roseville, how are you? 
I'm okay. How about yourself? I'm good. I see that you are interested in joining us for our No Friends Giving this Sunday. That's right. Okay. Well, you sound like an adult, so I'll believe you there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you don't sound like a toddler, you know what I mean? Oh, no, not for a while. But Why I, don't you have any friends? Yeah, but I told him, I'm trying to hear your voice. Like, this is what I'm trying to figure out when people call for this. Uh-huh. Like, usually you can hear, like, I, when you talk, I can hear that you have no friends. How can you hear I have no friends? It's just something in your voice that just says you have no friends. Oh, please. I have plenty of friends. I just don't have any here. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. You, yeah. can, you can hear you have no friends here. Oh, in your okay. Voice. So, Debbie, I'm listening to your voice. I'm going, this Debbie sounds fantastic. How does she not have any friends? How do you not well, have friends, Debbie? I, I, I recently moved here to Sacramento uh-huh. um, from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's kind of hard. I lived there for 35 years, mm-hmm. um, and I moved here um, because of um, a, a pending divorce. So oh, good it's, for you. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. What's uh, what's up with the divorce? How long are you with that dude? Uh, 35 years. He cheated, didn't he? Whoa. I bet you cheated with your sister. Well, yeah. not my sister, but a friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. How wow. good I am. How Dang. good I am. Sorry. I could hear it in her voice. 35 yes. years. Did you beat him down? Because mm, I would have. Did I beat him? Mm-hmm. The friend and uh, him. <laughs> I wanted to. Was oh, it Was goodness. it your friend? Of course. It was our friend. It was your friend. Okay. So here's like, if you're going to cheat, you always cheat up. But guys have a tendency to cheat down. Now, mm-hmm. be honest, Debbie. The woman that he cheated on you with, your friend, if you had to take a step back and look at it from a neutral perspective, did he like did he cheat up physically or cheat down? Are you kidding? Down. Cheat, cheat way down. Way down. Yeah, she, to the ground. So why did he do that? If he's got a great piece like you, why would he do that? I don't know. You'd have to ask him. I will. Give us his phone number. <laughs> Maybe I would, we'll totally I would ask love him. to have him on the show. Yeah, <laughs> well, given their pending litigation, I think I'll uh, pass on that. Are you, are you going to get some good cash out of this? Probably 35 years. That's a good payday, right? Um. Well, I, I suspect a lot of the money will go to attorneys. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fair. Uh, have you ever been divorced before? No. Okay, let me give you... Once is plenty. Yeah, you're right. Let me give you some advice, and I tell everybody this. Okay, and I've been saying it for years. said this in the building the other day, and somebody got upset with me because they don't understand the truth, but uh, everybody should get divorced once. Okay? It's like nobody ever keeps their first car, and you learn so much from your first car, just like you'll learn so much from this. I don't care how old you are. As you move forward, Debbie, with your life, it's going to be so much better because you'll see the red flags and you're going to find somebody that's probably been in a very similar situation. You'll have that in common and live happily ever after. I hope. Yeah. And also remember this, if I can give you a little uh, picker upper here, the ultimate, understand what I'm saying, and I'll break this down for you if you don't understand the terminology. The ultimate receipt is success. So the more you sit here and think about what happened and how sad you are because, and I get it, I've been through a divorce. Yours is 35 years. Mine wasn't that long. You're like, 35 years of my life has just gone to waste, right? And somewhere in there, that's what you're thinking. But it's not your fault. Don't look at it like that. Look at 35 years of things that you learned, good times that you had. I'm sure kids were involved, you know? And now you got a second chapter of your life 
to make it all that much better and do the things that you probably wanted to do in that 35 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know you just made her say it. I did. That was such a good speech. Golly, that, that was a good speech, but it's too late because now you made her think about all the stuff. Now she's sad. Well, it, so anyway, back to why she called, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's sad heading into the first set of holidays. I'm not going to let that happen to you. If anything, you're spending the holidays at my house. And I'm being serious. I would love to have you over my house and have to. You are not spending the holidays by yourself. I'm not going to let it happen. We got a big spread, too, that we're having for actual Nikki's going to be there. My wife's going to be there. We got five dogs for you to play. You might be crazy and kill us all, but I'm willing to take that chance. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. Well, let's start with this Sunday for the No Friends Giving. Obviously, you got no friends. So we're going to be your friends, and we're going to have Thanksgiving, and we're going to talk it out and see where we take this next stage. But I'm not letting you sit around and 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 sop and soap, soak and all that stuff uh, because of this dude that treated you like trash. We're gonna we're gonna turn the page, Debbie, and we're gonna help you do it. All right? Okay. Okay. Well, get, oh, come on, get a little so pick sad, me up, Debbie. We're gonna put you uh, on the list. I'm, we got Amy I'm there. Trying. Hopefully she won't get us banned. You're going to have lots of laughs on Sunday. Okay, here, I need. I got to go, but I need you to repeat after me, okay? Just a few simple words. You ready? Yeah. I'm Debbie. I'm Debbie. And I'm a badass. Yeah, I'm a badass. There you, you go, Debbie. Yeah, Debbie, that's it. You say that every single day because, Debbie, you are, and we're your friends, and we love you, and life is going to be good, okay? I promise you. Okay. All right. Hang okay. on. Hang on the phone. See, I, I got her info. I, I, well, I'm just kidding. Okay. Positive motivator. That's what okay. I should do for a living. I don't know about that. <laughs> that was like a football speech at halftime. What are you talking it was, about? And once you got to the yeah, middle, but football. you had already made her sad. Yeah. You should have just started out with a speech. Whew. Oh, tell me she about it. She almost made me cry. Oh, yeah. You, tell, tell me what I'm supposed to do, Miss IHOP. Oh, yeah. God. Listen. Okay. <laughs> I don't always do the right thing. <laughs> and I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> the first step's admitted it, right? right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, so if you want to get in on the No Friends Giving, thanks to Bennett's Restaurant, that's where we're going to be. They got three locations, but we're going to be at the Rockland one on Sunday at 4.30 for this. But uh, you got to be on the list, so tomorrow you'll have to hit us up, or you can reach out to us on social media. Listen to the BS uh, at The Bailey Show on YouTube. Uh, I think that's it. You got anything? No, right is right. Right is right. All right. Mickey, do you have anything? Would you like to say a few words? Uh, Just that re- speech, and hey, I might have some $500. There you go. All right. <laughs> all right, look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. If all goes well, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show.